Hello, beautiful people. It is Wednesday, April 6th. Happy birthday, Tim McAfee. Oh, yeah. This sports show begins right now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us. Uh, it is a glorious day. The weather has turned here in Indianapolis. I'm not 100% sure how it is everywhere else. This sucks, but April showers do bring Mayflowers. Yeah. Someone knows Mayflowers come. We will all be excited. We will live through. It feels like there's, uh, you know, the... The shift in the atmosphere. Uh huh. Yeah. In between. What is going on? I'm getting old now. I had allergies like yeah. a month ago. Mm-hmm. Now this is happening. This is 34, I guess. Nonetheless, it is a big day in the NFL because just yesterday, after the word had been leaked that maybe Stephon Diggs was not happy with what was going on in the Buffalo Bills and his relationship contractually, he signed a massive mm-hmm. extension to remain a Buffalo Bill. He then posted the beautiful Wolf of Wall Street video this morning saying I'm not leaving I'm not going anywhere they get a four-year 70 million dollar guaranteed deal done Stefan Diggs stays with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills continue to build and build and build in hopes of bringing a Super Bowl to Western New York the entire state and city is now invested in the Buffalo Bills with a new stadium 650 million dollars in doing so the Bills are there to stay and Bean and the boys want to win a title and it is smart to keep your best receiver on the team kind of stinks for every other team that maybe thought a wide receiver was going to become available who's a fucking freak remember when he was at the minnesota vikings he had moments of absolute greatness we all remember the minneapolis miracle whenever he shut down the entire internet with a grab from the heavens and then sprinted it in as time ran out case keenum called that the second best night of his life that's right stefan diggs probably says best night of his life aside from his family stuff he goes to buffalo because of a little ending and turmoil in minnesota and has become josh Josh Allen's main target, Josh Allen's tag team partner, and Josh Allen's best friend if you watch them dance and groove together. So congrats to Stephon Diggs. There's a bunch of reports out there that the Packers might make a big-time move on draft day. Pete Carroll saying stuff and doing stuff. DK Metcalf, is he on the move? Is he not on the move? There's so much to chat about, and we will do such today. Terrell Owens will join us in about 15 minutes, I do believe. He's... He's joined fan-controlled football. No yeah. way. Yeah, he's joined fan-controlled football. And there will even be a thing where he has a camera on his helmet at all times, streaming live on Fubo TV, I believe. Okay, get yeah. inside the game. Yeah, it should be awesome to chat with T.O. about getting back out there. You know, he's always in shape and ready to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was he going to th- – was he thinking – is this a thought to return to the Ooh. NFL? Let's see how we go here. Remember, Marshawn Lynch played in this FCF last year, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, also, Johnny Manziel was playing yep, in this. Josh Gordon. Gordon. Josh Gordon played in this league. It's a fun thing. It's an awesome thing. Can't wait to see what T.O. does. And then also in the third hour, Bobby Wagner, the man (laughs) who is an eight-time All-Pro out of 10 years in the season. Damn. Or in the NFL. A man who's a first ballot Hall of Famer, a man who just negotiated his own contract with the Los Angeles Rams, going back to his hometown, basically, from Ontario, California. He will join us to chat about, you know, the new deal, congratulations, doing business by yourself, congratulations, and the fallout of the entire world that we're in, and joining the Rams with the new number 45. Mm. So today's big day, AJ Hawk will be here. The toxic table is here at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor. Let's dive right in, Connor. The Bruins lost to the Red Wings last (laughs) night. Oh, you know. (laughs) It was 
a back-to-back night, and we were talking earlier about how goddamn hot this boost is. You wanted to boost the Red Wings. As soon as you said that, the goddamn yeah. team was screwed. I mean, we didn't have a chance. And not to mention, you know, maybe when they were up 2 nothing, I said, wow, this game's so goddamn easy. The Bruins are going to beat the goddamn Red Wings by 50, maybe. Yeah. And then it turned out to be, you know, 4 nothing after that tweet. So, honestly, oh, it's on me no. more than anything. I wish I did You're didn't. really important. I know. I wish yeah. I didn't jump the gun because usually whenever I jump yeah. the gun, wow. it, you know, they win. At B-O-S-T-O-N-C-O-N-N-R. Uh-huh. That's right. Puts a tweet out. Mm-hmm. And the hockey gods are like, well, that's it. Gotcha. End it. Right yeah. there. Sorry. That's what happens. Goodbye. Can't be arrogant. Well, also, you you left out the part where we uh, beat your ass after the game, too, and fought you guys. What? You know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Foxy, because the Red Nobody Wings... Nobody saw that. Nobody was watching the end of that game. No, what happened? No, no, no. one watched the games when the Red Wings are on to begin with, but uh, the referee well, was actually... The referee was holding yeah. the Bruins guy back, and the Red Wings guy was throwing punches around a referee like a little bitch, no, if no, we're being no, honest. No, a little bitch. You got Marshawn on your team, dude. Does a lot. Not that he is a little bitch, but there's a lot of little bitch moves that old oh, Marshawn yeah, well, do it face to face though he'll look you in the eyes and do it this guy's you know hiding behind the referee like Austin Theory behind Vince McMahon I don't what like do you that. want us to do but you guys got beat up and you lost the red. We didn't get beat up. Yeah, we definitely right. lost, though. We did not get beat up. All right, well, congrats. Uh, the Pens also lost last night to Colorado Avalanche. Much not better good. Very ugly. That's Hockey Talk is on tonight at 8 p.m. at YouTube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. It is our hockey uh, live show podcast thingy. Uh, Gumpy's on there, one half of the hammer. Dad. The Cowboys. Nick Moraldo's, uh host on there. And uh, Mike Rupper, who is a Stanley Cup champion. Mm-hmm. And tonight's guest will bring the electricity. I will let the world be surprised by that. I cannot wait. Yeah. Tito's in the back. Foxy's in the back. Uh, Tone Diggs is here. Done? Great to see you, Tone. Great Big to time. see you. You're doing a lot of Masters betting right now, Futures betting. The NFL uh, uh, wins totals have been released on FanDuel, which mm-hmm. is great news. I'm sure you're going to dive into that pretty so, soon. So, yeah, this morning was diving in for opening day tomorrow. I think there's eight or nine opening day games tomorrow. What All sport? MLB. Baseball, dude. Here Holy we go. Shit. <laughs> We're back, baby. I didn't know. I thought Slam Ball was coming back. No. I thought it was USFL. No. Please. You're trying to. Baseball starts yeah, yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go baseball. Yeah, go baseball. Here we go, baseball. That means first five's back. Yes, it is. That's the bet that the Hammer Down boys just absolutely clean up yeah. with pew, pew, pew. because it's the first five innings. So, first of all, that's how long baseball games should be. Cool. Second of all, that's where the starter is normally, right? Normally. Yeah, Four you, to five. You, you would like them to go five, six, seven. So it's a little bit more predictable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where you guys just rake. Yes. So you are pumped for opening day tomorrow. So, yeah, I studied every pitcher this morning. Uh, did a little Masters since that's teeing off tomorrow. We do still. We're coming up on the NBA and NHL playoffs. It's a pretty good time of year for uh, betting. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of weird shit to bet on that you know nothing about. But that's yeah. why we look to you guys because, mm-hmm. hey, you guys are supposed to know what we're talking about. Right. Ty, congrats. Baseball's coming back. Holy shit. Yeah, very exciting. A little bit of a letdown. The uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox are actually postponing tomorrow's game already due uh. to inclement weather. So, uh, fuck. you know, yeah. that kind of stinks. But, yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited because I will. I watch probably 130 baseball games this year, I would guess. Give that or take. so insane. <laughs> no thanks. Think about that. 130 games. That's not even a full season. And care yeah. about it, too. It, yeah, and who cares? You Like, only Yankees <laughs> games, right? Only Yankees Oh, games. yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not bouncing around. I mean, if there's Sunday Night Baseball and nothing else is not on, to. maybe. But, listen, I'm paying for the goddamn package. You guys watch Sunday Night Baseball mm-hmm. on there? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, new booth, so maybe not. I don't know. Who's the new booth? I don't know. A-Rod's not in there anymore, though, so I might be out. Where's A-Rod? He's selling apartments? Running well, the Timberwolves. Bat, Fox Sports running the Timberwolves. He's he's juggling all All right, let's dive in. That's good transition <laughs> because he might be uh, with Urban Meyer. 
Yeah. There's rumors man. now on the internet that Urban Meyer might be heading back to Fox Sports. Maybe talking a little ball, talking a little shop on big noon Saturday day, game day kickoff. Okay. Really? Yeah, maybe that's what the internet's saying. There's a chance. There's allegedly some insider at Ohio State uh, who has been leaking information to people saying, hey, look for Urban to get back into the uh, the kickoff show, big noon game day show. Why didn't AJ do that here? Well, I don't. That's the problem with AJ. He has all of these great connections. Oh, yeah. But he never asked the questions that we wanted to ask to the connections. Right. Like Urban. Was it really you shouldn't have gone to the dance floor? Or is it maybe. You shouldn't have finger gun something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the eight whiskey sours you had before going on the dance. Yeah, floor. that could have maybe led to the finger gun being <laughs> yeah, a little loosey right. goosey out there. Exactly. And then, you know, did also whenever you like you told the team like, hey, oh boys, you you saw a video. Don't believe what I you didn't do anything. Not Don't real. What you and then an alternate angle comes out. You know, it's just he was great on TV though. I guess yeah. is what everybody will say in there. But there has to be some sort of credibility thing that'll happen. But that'll end quickly, I guess, as soon as uh, Go Bucks happen. I don't. I don't understand. Probably. And I know they're not thinking about it, but can I mean they're trying to get that to be game day. Can you imagine yeah. the signs every single week? Like they're gonna have to have guys actively sweeping oh, the crowd. College make, campuses. Oh yeah, there's yeah. gonna be so many finger gun signs and just oh. terrible stuff being said about. I didn't Earth. even think about the background. Oh yeah, they're gonna have to be very active making sure that stuff's not on camera. I got eyes on seven, eight, ten <laughs> signs. I might go every Saturday with a sign. No, Gump, Gump, you don't have time to do that. Oh, okay. It all makes sense though that Urban was just. Like, hey, like his, his people were saying, like, hey, maybe lay low for a year or two. And, and he was like, no, I need to get back on fucking college campuses and on, out on uh, that day. All right. Okay. You know, he'll say, hey, maybe it's in a contract from the Fox people. No dance force. You know? Should be. All right. Here you go. We'll pay you this. You got to do this. Show up, do this. Break this film down. Give us the three things for everything. The three, okay, three things. And then also, no dance floors on any of these campuses. All right. So here, you got a 10 year job. Mm hmm. No whistles on the sideline anymore either, like the last time you were here. <laughs> well, hey, you made an important distinction there. I don't like him giving dance floors a bad name. You know, plenty of people go out and dance floors have a great time with no finger gun incidents. Yet. I did not expect Nick Moraldo to be the one to no. take a stand here for Me dance either. floors. No, not at all. But I appreciate the hell out of that. I like that. Yeah, we don't need this turning into footloose urban, like towns where you can't dance, can't have a good time. Hey, that all. still exists. Some universities are not allowed to dance. Oh, no yeah. music what? allowed. Really? Where? Uh, BYU. No, I think BYU, I think they yeah, dance. Can dance. I think Calvin Noy can dance. Calvin Noy got good rhythm. Well, I, know, yeah. I know they're not allowed to have liquor, so. Well, definitely no liquor allowed because Jesus did not have any liquor. Because that's the only right. thing that yeah, makes these but, fucking feet start moving. Yeah, but they got Diet Cokes everywhere. <laughs> you watch yeah. Book of Mormon, too. That whole thing is to you know, be considered. Anyways, I love Dance Force, Nick. I did not expect you to go to bat for Dance Force, but you're right. Urban Meyer did blame the Dance Force, not himself, for mm-hmm. that entire thing. Maybe like fast food only. What's that? It'd be like fast food only. Like we don't need you going to any restaurants. Like you, you're going to drive-throughs and that it. That's it. Then you're heading back to the hotel. Hey, you okay. remember the COVID protocols? Yeah. Okay. Right. You were. Like- it's still COVID for you, Urban. Okay, we can't have you sticking fingers up butts. I mean, that's Is what it- they should do, though. Just chastity belts for his hands. What if he pulls up to keep his dong in? What if he pulls up to the drive-through window? Hey, stick your ass out this window. I need to- exactly. <laughs> have to consider I need that. To put my fingers in something. Oh, sweetheart. Make them wear oven mitts the whole time. I never there lost to Michigan. All right. 
right, got one of these. Yeah. Huh? Oh, man. All right. Well, whatever. He was great on TV. Yeah. yeah. Excited wow. to see how it goes. Um, the Packers are making a move on draft night. Oh, mm-hmm. allegedly. That's allegedly what's going down. Mark Murphy even said, like, it could get exciting or something on draft night. Mark Murphy, remember, the guy who sits in the one-per-club meeting for the Packers, the closest thing to an owner of the Packers. He is the president of the Packers. I would just say the draft is going to be very interesting. Well, is he just saying that because it's a draft and the draft is always interesting? Mm-hmm. Or is he saying that because we got some things cooking for draft night? Now, obviously, Peter Bukowski reported that the Packers are up to something, and both Matt LaFleur and Murphy have hinted at how unexpected things can happen. Mm-hmm. And then uh, investigated eyeglass, like the, uh, the, the monocle. The, the monocle. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's going on here? So everybody's assuming that they're going to make a big-time trade uh, for a wide receiver because they need another weapon because Devontae Adams is now a member of the Las Vegas Raiders. Congrats to Devontae, by the way, getting broken off. We still don't know how Aaron Rodgers feels about the entire thing because I don't believe he has spoken about it. We would assume that he's not exactly thrilled that the number one wide receiver in the the NFL, in his eyes, is no longer on his team. But there has to be some sort of communication taking place about who is the next weapon that we will bring in to take this team to the next step. Our guy Shregs this morning on uh, Good Morning Football on the NFL Network said, uh, you know, look for Keenan Allen maybe to be on the move Mm. because of how much money they're paying Michael Williams. Yes. Yes. Michael Williams, uh, they just signed him to a bunch of money. Keenan Allen's owed like $20 million as well. If you just strictly look at salary cap and what normally happens with cap hits, maybe Keenan Allen could become a player that teams are starting to snoop around for and make an offer that the Chargers can't refuse. Now, Tom Telesco probably loves Keenan Allen. I would assume he's very appreciative of Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was a Charger all the way through. He's an inside-grown guy. So would they just trade him away to a place without him saying, yes, I would like to go there? We don't know, but... What about the Packers saying we're going to make things interesting? At Ty Schmidt, you're an owner of the Green Bay Packers. If Keenan Allen is on the move to the Packers, I assume you're pumped up about that. And also, it has to be pretty cool to hear that the Packers are maybe thinking about making a goddamn move and making things interesting. That is not the Packers at all, ever. No, definitely not. And I still don't really trust that. Like, I feel like this kind of stuff happens every year, and this year especially because they have two first-round picks. It's a little bit different. But I'd be shocked if they did anything crazy. I, I, when I saw that, I assumed it's like, oh, they might be moving up to try because now these receivers, based on whatever mock drafts you see, are starting to go a little bit earlier and they don't want to kind of be the odd man out. But I'd love Keenan Allen. I just don't know if it really makes sense because you see like Terry McLaurin and some of these younger guys are out there. Like, I would think that if the Packers offered, I don't know, two first, I mean, I don't think they'd do that, but if they offer a first and, you know, some other draft capital for Terry McLaurin and then give him a contract, I think that makes a little bit more sense than getting Keenan Allen. But at this point, you don't really have any, and he's obviously a, a veteran and a dog and good, like he'd be great, but I just, I, I just can't see them trading a first-round pick for him at this point. That, I don't know if that makes sense. So, allegedly, DK Metcalf is not on the trading block. Right. Yep. Keenan Allen's the first person. First, This is the first time we've heard he's potentially on the trading block. That was by Shregs. I don't know if Shregs knows anybody in there or if he's just looking at pay. This is normally what would happen in this particular case. Either or. Terry McLaurin is a guy that I think, as soon as his name popped up on a meme on Instagram, that he was potentially going to be uh, on the move. Everybody's like, scary Terry's yeah. on the move? Whoa, take that guy. Why are they thinking about doing that it's a wild time to be a wide receiver in the nfl it is a wild time to be a talented wide receiver in the nfl joining us now is a hall of famer Ooh. a man who 
I think it's still go right now if he had to. And with the way they're paying, maybe he'll get a chance and an opportunity to do that. He will be playing in the fan-controlled football league, uh, debuting on April 16th, I believe, on Fubo Sports Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Terrell Owen. What's up, dude? What's up? What's up, Pat? How are you, man? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm I'm so pumped you're getting back into football. Is this the first step to getting back to the NFL? How did the fan-controlled football thing happen? Well, I mean, I've I've been training, you know, um uh, pretty much yearly, you know, you know, since, you know, I guess people will say I retired, but let me just let me just nix that in the bud. I never retired. So all this thing about me unretiring and all this stuff Go check any paperwork. There is none. I never retired. But, you know, with that being said, uh, I've been doing training and mentoring um, kids in high school, college, you know, guys that are playing in, uh, you know, CFL, guys that are, you know, prepping, getting ready back for uh, the NFL season. So I've been doing this all along. It just, like I said, it just obviously hasn't been newsworthy. Um, but for me, it's just a matter of just me just keeping myself in shape. That's, this is my lifestyle. I mean, I kept myself in shape. Um, you know, during the times that I played in the league because that was my job. Um, so, again, I've extended that, you know, I've obviously, you know, since I've stopped playing, you know, professionally um, into my lifestyle. So, I mean, things that I do now just uh, just to keep myself in shape. I mean, I'm part of a nutritional supplement uh, company, Plant Fuel. Um, those okay. are the type of things that I've, I've been doing just to keep myself uh, and my body in, in shape enough to I feel like to where I can play. Um, but at the end of the day, playing fan control football, which you alluded to, um, it's no it's no different. It's almost a similar format, not a similar format, but it's like a platform like the big three. You know, guys that haven't played that still, you know, can still move around, can still go, can still play. Um, Ice Cube has, you know, created a platform for those guys to play. And this is what Ron and, and Grant and all these guys that they've done with uh, with uh, fan control football. Um, that's what they've done. And so I'm looking forward, honestly, to go in there and just really, like I said, it's not to show people that I can play. I know I can play, Pat. Uh, it's a matter of just me being given the opportunity. Um, people marvel at what Tom Brady has done, um, you know, knocking on the door 45. Um, they just haven't, I haven't been able to, been given the opportunity to see what I can do uh, at my age. So um, even when I was 37, uh, my last uh, year or two uh, when I played, um, when I went in with Cincinnati Bengals, Antonio Bryant, uh, we both went in and we basically, like I said, free agents at the time, went in, we both went in for that for that job. And he ultimately got the job because he was 10 years younger than me. But we all know how that turned out. I ended up playing, going in uh, a month out from training camp, and I was the leading receiver um, that year. So uh, age is nothing but a, but a word for me. It's not even really a number. Okay, so I am pumped that you're back <laughs> on this show. I did. I love it. Hey, T.O., I fucking love listening to you speak, man, because oh, I, I think obviously for a long time there's a narrative about you, but you're an incredibly deep-thinking, intelligent human being. I think that's what I find out every single time I chat with you. Obviously, you have a self-confidence that you have to have to become an NFL Hall of Famer and everything like that. Why haven't you been given a shot, you think? Do you think it's because the narrative? Like, uh, th right now, there's teams that need weapons all over yeah. the place. Why do you – have you gotten a workout with anybody? Has anybody reached out since you, uh, no paperwork, retired? Or And do you ever think that it will be – I mean, you're how old right now? I'm, 40, I'm 48. 
Could you imagine a team signing a 48-year-old T.O.? That would be headline news everywhere. You would think somebody would at least give you a workout. Has that not even happened anywhere? Um, I think uh, to address your first question, I guess uh, I, I guess there is a narrative um, out there, obviously, with my personality, things that uh, were said about my character, this and that and the other. Um, I was like I said, you know, when I'm on the football field, I'm a very passionate you know, type of player. Um, off the field, I'm pretty chilled. I'm laid back. Um, but at the end of the day, man, there's no doubt, like I said, um, that I can go out there and, and play. Uh, have I been given the opportunity? No. Um, did I uh, have an encounter with the owner uh, prior to this past season, this last season, uh, about me possibly playing? Yes, that did happen. I talked to the owner. I talked to the general manager at that time, and I talked to uh, I talked to the head coach at that time about the possibility of making that happen. Um, with those conversations, um, they basically just told me just stay in shape, just in case uh, anything happened. You know, as the season progressed, and so that's what I that's what I was doing. As a lot of people saw with the football clips um, toward the end of the season, um, that was part of the conversations um, that I had had. And so, obviously, you saw. Um, with a couple of teams, um, there there were some teams that possibly could have used my services, um, i.e. the Tom- Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost Chris Godman, one of their top receivers, uh, and they lost uh, A.B. Um, to, you know, to the saga that happened there. So, uh, And they have Mike Evans over there. So they lost two-thirds of, 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 of their offense. Uh, and if you think about the playoff game, uh, Tampa Bay against the Rams, Obviously, they didn't have they didn't muster any offense uh, early on because, like I said, they lacked production from those two two ga- two two uh, guys that I named I just mentioned um, and Godwin and, and and AB. Obviously, they had you know guys from the practice squad trying to fill in and do what they did, but that's 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 not possible um, as you saw. But if you think and insert myself uh, into that game, uh, like I said, could I have played 50, 60, 60 snaps? Probably not. But you think about third down situation. You think about red zone. That's where I would be valuable. Uh, you think about the the, the number, the, the production that they lacked in the first half. Granted, Tom Brady being who he was and who he is, they came back into that game and obviously, ultimately, they fell short. But if you insert me in that game somewhere, uh, you know, in the first half, if I play in that game, it's a different outcome. That's just how I see it. Um, you, you look at on the AFC side, um, I talk extensively, you know, time to time with Andy Reid, who I, who coached me when I was in Philly. Um, I, I, I was, you know, I was blowing his phone up throughout the course of the year. I'm like, dude, bring me in, bring me in. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Uh, but again, I, they, they brought Josh Gordon in and he didn't do anything. And I'm like, I can do what Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon was doing, which, I mean, he didn't amount to anything really. Um, and that's not to say anything bad about him, but I'm just saying just with the reason of why they brought him in, there was no production. Uh, so let me just clear that up. I'm not Yeah, bashing. yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, there just was no chemistry for right, whatever reason. Was, You're not saying he's not a player. You're saying for whatever reason it didn't work. Right. There was no production. And so you look at the last game that they played. Um, I think it was against the Bengals, and they're in overtime. They're in the red zone, um, just as I mentioned. Third down, red zone situations. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, he couldn't find anybody in the red zone. You insert me into that offense. That's where I just said I would be valuable. Um, you got Tyreek, where you had Tyreek Hill there. You got Travis Kelsey. You put me on the other side of that formation. Somebody has to commit to one side or the other. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to get open. I'm going to be a viable option, just as Travis Kelsey will be at tight end and, and Tyreek Hill. So those are, like I said, 
like I said, it has to be a very unique situation uh, for me and obviously a, a good opportunity. But again, like I said, I know that I can come in and I can contribute. Are you doing one-on-ones with some of these young guys or anything? Because, like, T.O., listen, I think, Absolutely. What, I, think what people Absolutely. Would say, I think what people would say is, and this is like the evolution of the NFL right now, at the Combine, I think there was like 5X the amount of people that ran sub-4-4s than they had in the past. So I would assume some people in the NFL, right, have you played against, have you done one-on-ones, have you continued to play against these younger guys? And what have you, like, for instance, I had a lot of beer and whiskey on Sunday night. I'm still hungover right now. It is Wednesday, <laughs> April 6th. This happened on April 3rd. I'm 34. If I was 20-something, I think the hangover was only on Monday. I'd be back to it on Tuesday. Right. Has there been anything like that with your body, and have you competed against any of the young guys? No, a- absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of footage out there. Uh, maybe I need to get some of these uh, these guys to release some footage. But, yeah, I mean, I've competed against <laughs> some some young guys, uh, some high school guys, some college guys, some guys that are obviously, you know, trying to get into different leagues, whether it's the CFL, there are some other leagues that are about to uh, to pop up here in the next year or so. Um, XFL, yeah, I mean, USFL. I can, right. I can hold my own against uh, any of those guys. So that's 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 not an issue. Um, so, like I said, it's, it's a matter of me, like I said, going out there and obviously like not even really proving proving people wrong. But again, you have people in certain situations on certain networks or whatever um, that are looking at me and what I've done and what I've accomplished and, and feel like, OK, well, why is he doing this? Why is he, why is he doing that? But as I said, this is no different. You know, FCF um, is no different, you know, like I said, of a platform than what Big Three uh, is yep. doing. Like I said, you're, you're giving and providing an opportunity for guys to continue to play. And hey, T.O., is FCF the first league that you considered other than the NFL? Because I would assume the USFL, the XFL would be right. pumped if you were a part of their league. Is the FCF the first one you considered other than the NFL? Um, I think a couple of years ago, uh, there was a, another league that, that approached me or what have you. Um, and, and, and like I said, the money, it wasn't a money thing or what have you, but what they were offering me, like I said, somebody's know, making I, money. Uh, hey, T.O., somebody's <laughs> making money. And you're, you're yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So like I said, <laughs> like I said, uh, I'm not an idiot. So again, <laughs> but what they were trying to offer me based on what I knew, um, was, was, was invested into the company and money behind it. I'm like, no, that's that. that it, it, it was it was laughable. So I didn't entertain that. But with this situation right here, it's not even really a money issue. Uh, like I said, I just put that to the side. For me, it's about really mentoring and really helping some of these guys and giving them the blueprint of what it took for me to to get to the to to, to the NFL and ultimately land myself into the the, the Hall of Fame. Um, when you think about where I came from and what what school I came from, UT Chattanooga, coming out of there third round, 89th pick, you know, there was a long list of guys that went before me. Um, and if you Google and you see where I, where I ended up, um, you think about the notable guys that came out of that draft. You think about Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Marvin Harrison, Terry Glenn, Bobby, uh, Bobby Ingram, uh, Amani Toomer, uh, Joe Horn, um, all of these guys, these guys played at power five schools. So I wasn't looked at, you know, as, as, as the uh, possibility of being, the guy uh, being the Hall of Famer that I am today. So for me personally, like I'm just built different. Um, I, I know that I'm a dynamic player. Uh, I know that I'm not like any other 47 or 48 year old um, that's out there trying to do what I'm doing, running around and, and compete. Like I said, I'm here in Los Angeles and people say all the time when they seem like, dude, like 
why aren't you still in the league? Um, so again, you know, obviously politics pay, plays a big part in that. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's all about opportunity. It's just like I said, we mentioned, um, uh, we, we mentioned um, uh, for for the Kansas City Chief, Andy Reid. Um, yeah, Andy Reid, and obviously Veach. looking at guys that are given opportunities to continue on oh, to, to, to play. Josh Gordon, yeah, you were talking about Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, um, yeah, when I saw you in L.A., it was at a beer league softball game, and you jumped over a human being, and then you landed on the base, and then uh, <laughs> then you pump faked the guy, and then you stole home. I mean, it was, <laughs> I was a bit boozed up. I was watching, and I was like, yeah, T.O., uh, this is unbelievable. I mean, you are an absolute specimen, a freak athlete. What are you really expecting out of yourself with this fan-controlled football? I think because Johnny Manziel is the quarterback, so are you and him just going to put up 100 points a game? Have you started um, working together? How are we going for this? Well, I mean, we haven't had any uh, any time on the field just yet together. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, um, it's just a matter of, like I said, if you can get the ball to me, um, I'll make something happen with it. Um <laughs> Uh, honestly, God, I played with a number of quarterbacks, and uh, you can rank them however you want to. Um, like I said, the most, like uh, the only Hall of Famer that I did really play with, um, I think, from my knowledge, is, is is Steve Young, and I only played like three years with him. So I didn't really, a lot of people didn't really get to see what I could have done with a Hall of Fame type quarterback. But I played with a, a, a plethora of, of quarterbacks throughout the course of my career, um, and. All of them, like I said, depending on uh, who your favorites are or how you rank them, um, that a lot of them wasn't top-tier type quarterbacks. But I made the most of what they could do. We catered our offense based on their strengths and their weaknesses. And I honestly, I had to adjust my game to every quarterback uh, that I played with. So playing with Johnny Manziel or whomever else, uh, I know a lot of guys were teasing because I said Pee Wee Herman. Hey Pat, if, if you can if you can quarterback and you can you can sling that thing, you can spin it. Then hey, I, I'll catch it. So uh, like I said, I just want the opportunity, to, honestly, to, to to be able to help uh, a lot of guys and mentor a lot of these guys, especially a lot of these quarterbacks. So you asked me about you know have I been running and training and going against defensive backs? I have I've done all of that, but a lot of it too. Uh, a lot of my mentoring has been coming, you know towards the, the the young quarterbacks because a lot of these high school quarterbacks they get out there and they start throwing whether it's nerves because they're throwing to a hall of famer or a guy that played in the league and that's what they aspire uh, where they aspire to to go um then the, the the accuracy isn't there and i tell them it's not really the accuracy it's just the speed of in which i'm running because at a high school level my speed is at pro level so they have to quicken up yeah. their drop steps so when they're dropping, they're not trying to, you know, force the ball because I'm already out of my break because they're not ready to throw. So it's all about timing and educating them on really the speed of the game because obviously football, uh, NFL is predicated anyways on speed. So these guys have to really, uh, really teach themselves and educate themselves um, with the speed of the game. And so that's what I try to help with. Well, it's very nice you're giving back to the game. And you you mentioned uh, Young there, and you I thought back to your career, and I think a lot of people even forget your time on the Niners. I mean, it, it, because of all, all the stops afterwards with Dallas right. and Philly and Buffalo. And, I mean, it right. was watching you play was dynamic. I got a chance to watch you in the middle of a blizzard against the Buffalo Bills <laughs> last game of the season. My <laughs> oh, yeah. It was cold as hell. And there yeah. is, you know, I, there's a lot of stories about you everywhere. 
Do you have a favorite place that you played with? Do you have uh, some like super positive memories when you look back in the NFL or do all the, all of the negative bullshit kind of take up most of your time? Um, I don't really, I mean, when you think about all the negative things, I think when you look back on it, is it really negative? You know, when you really think about some of the things that people criticize me for or vilified me for, um, I think a lot of the stuff, it kind of pales in comparison as to uh, where we are today with a lot of these guys doing, you know, uh, you know, all these alleged things. Uh, when you think about, you know, oh, yeah. uh, guys having DUIs and uh, domestic violence and, and all these other things, I've never pet, I've never really, I've, I've not really, but I've never done any of these things. Yeah. But you would think so based on, like you said, the negative things and the negative connotation um, around uh, my character or what have you. Um, but, yeah, I am. A, I feel like I'm a dynamic player. Um, you know, all the stops that I've, I've been, I, I feel like I've been able to produce at a high level no matter what the organization uh, uh, was or who the quarterback was. Um, I was all in whatever team that I played for. Um, for me, like I said, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm very different. You said I'm dynamic. Um, that's how I feel. That's how I, that's the confidence that I have in myself. I'm a, I'm, I call myself, I'm prototype 81. Um, the, the definition that the definition of prototype, the basis on which something is made or formed, we're all prototypes in our own right. I just happen to be prototype 81. Um, so for me, um, I just want to go out there and produce and, and do what I do best, do what I'm gifted at, at doing. And like I said, it's crazy to, to think that at 48, I can run under four, under, under four or five. That's 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 no shits. Um, so <laughs> that's honestly, I can run under four or five. So it's not surprising. But I just know that. See how you're running four fours right now? You're running four fours out there right now? I can run it. Bro, tell me. Any, if it's under a four five, that's four four, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sir. Yeah, that's all right. Amazing. So, um, that, yeah, I, I, I can do that. So, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, like I said, Prototype I 81. Proto, that's that you're one of one in that entire thing. <laughs> the reason why I ask that is because. Uh, you know, the way the Hall of Fame, how, how you did it in your own unique and I, I just hate I didn't want there to be like the way you look back at your time in the NFL because you gave so much to the NFL, like so many mm-hmm. moments, so much of your time, so many plays, so much of the story. Right, And they also they also took away from really kind of who I am as a person, uh, you know, just, you know, push aside the, the player that I was. But for some of the people and some of the networks to say some of the things about who I am as a person and my character, that's what I didn't like. And then obviously you factor in obviously being nominated in 2016, um, you know, uh, my first nomination to get in the Hall of Fame and and I don't get in. And then two years, uh, like a year or so later, uh, they allowed Marvin Harrison to get in and my, my stats were better than his. Uh, it eclipsed and he was on that list of guys that of that 96 draft uh, that was drafted before me. Um, so those are some of the things uh, that factored into what went into my decision. It wasn't a sole thing, um, but those are some of the things that factored into it. Because when, when you're starting to question my character and push that as a narrative instead of the criteria of me getting into the Hall of Fame, that's where I had it. That's where I had an issue. Yeah, but you need to know that a lot of us loved you as a football mm-hmm. player, man. Like you need. I hope. Right. You, I that, hope, no, no. But I hope you think about that, right? Like, because it feels right. like you still, sure. you still, as you should. By the way, if somebody attacked me and my character, and I knew it wasn't true, I would definitely right. hold grudges on that. But I hope you look back on your NFL time, like right. fucking, you did it, dude. Like, hey, no, no, you, no, you no did for sure. It. I mean, you know I what I mean? Want, and, uh, trust me, I, there's no regrets by any means with 
anything that I did, um, like I said, you don't know much about me on a personal level. Um, but as we've gotten to know each other, obviously through some of these interviews, I think you you get a sense of uh, really kind of who I am. Um, I, I was raised by by two women, my grandmother and, and my mom. And so, like I said, for me to accomplish what I did Hell coming yes. out of a small town in Alexander City, Alabama, uh, I went to Benjamin Russell High School um, and then go on and play uh, a two be a two sport athlete at UT Chattanooga playing football and basketball. And then, as I said, with the 96 draft, um, again, there was probably, well, I guess, 11 to 12 guys that, that went ahead of me. And now I look back and I reflect back on my career. Look at where I am. I'm at yeah. the top, you know, versus uh, being the, the top receiver out of that draft. So there's a lot that I have accomplished. Um, like, yes. I said, you know, um, like I said, I'm, I'm proud of uh, who I am, what I've done. And if I can be any type of inspiration, you know, to a lot of these kids and anybody that's that's trying to accomplish something, even at my age, like I said, you know, there's a lot of people that saying that's not possible. You know, there's no reason you shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. Who are they to tell me what I can't do or how my body feels? Hey, I want to let you know, we, we fucking love you. Right? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Appreciate people that do it too, man. A lot of people that do. I hope you remember that. Don't let the, uh, you know, and it's hard for everybody, especially in the world we're in now. You hear a lot more. Back in the day, yeah. you obviously heard there was only a certain amount of voices in the game. So if a couple, oh, pe- sure. if a couple people said something, that was the biggest voice that was out there. A lot of Absolutely. us fucking loved watching you play football for a long time, man. Very yeah. pumped to see you back on the field. Go ahead, Ty. Tio, a common thread now is that guys, rookies, when they come into the league, are more ready to go maybe than they were in the past. Do you think that that's actually true, or is that more like a byproduct of where the game is going? And obviously, I mean, you're a Hall of Famer, so it's hard to have a much better career, but do you ever look at it and be like, oh, shit, I, I wish I would have been drafted you know, 10, 15 years later? Um, I do wish I would have <laughs> been drafted uh, some, some years later, uh, especially with how the, the game has changed. Uh, you know, just from how it's being played. Um, but to your question about guys, you know, coming in and being ready, uh, I think it's just uh, the, the expectations and, and how the game is being played, um, you know, now. Um, when you think about the quarterback position, uh, a lot of these guys are, you know, usually, you know, quarterbacks are drafted and then they have to wait two or three years. They have to buy their time and they kind of hold the clipboard and try to, you know, wait till there's an injury or they groom these guys to, to, to be ready to play in the league. Um, but obviously, like I said, now with, you know, even college, how it's being played, it's more of a pro style. It's more pass uh, again. But again, like I said, with how the running backs are running in and their the, the carries that they have. Um, it, but when they get in, when the running back get in the league, they don't they're not as getting they're not getting as many carries uh, as they would uh, in college. But when you see guys that are drafted high and they're paying and they're investing so much money in them. It's almost like they're trying to get an instant ROI. You know, they're trying to get an instant return on, on their, their their money um, with these guys. And some guys, like I said, they're they're just not ready. They may not. They may take a year or two uh, to to get there. Um, but when you think about some of these dynamic quarterbacks, uh, some are ready, some aren't. Um, look, we're looking at Joe Burrow's obviously second year Ooh. in the league, and he got to the Super Bowl. Um, this is a guy that was primed and kind of groomed to, to be where he is now. So there's no surprise at his production. You look at Justin Herbert, who came from Oregon. Um, I kind of saw glimpses of, of what we are seeing now. Um, I think he may have dropped uh, dropped in, uh, I guess, in, in draft status uh, coming out of uh, coming out of Oregon, but he's putting the Chargers 
in contention uh, every year, and he's only going to get better. And that's just to name a couple of the guys um, that that are just uh, sticking out in my head right now. How about the wide receiver market right now? You have to see this and be both incredibly pumped for the position because everybody's starting to get like really paid, but also. With- <laughs> oh my God, it's crazy. Hey, it's- I remember when I was in my situation in Philly and I wanted to get my market value, and they basically miffed at that, muffed at that because they said I wasn't, I didn't deserve it. And now you got guys that are not even on my level, not even <laughs> Hall of Fame status yet, and they're getting paid, you know, well of $70 million, $80 million. Yeah, so, it's a lot of uh, money again, out there. A lot of money out there. Yes, was- yeah, it's a lot of money on the table. Um, uh, but again, like I said, rightfully so, as we are uh, with the market. Um, but again, like I said, there's a lot of money out there to be made. And so, again, if, if these young guys are watching out there, um, trust me, um, there's a lot more money to be made if you just really just hone in in your craft yes. and really just do the necessary things, study the game, be a student of the game, and and be what you're expected to be. Hey, what's your body fat percentage right now? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. All I know is uh, too sexy, too sexy. <laughs> no, nobody ever talks about your work ethic, though. You know, like your work ethic is yeah. through the roof, right? You you still yeah. obviously go to work and everything. When you talk about these young guys, like that was a really cool statement you just made. Hey, young guys, there's a lot of money to be made if you kind of hone in there. That work is right. the, the separator. I, I feel like, you know, right. there's obviously prototype 81 and Tyree Kill is his own alien of a specimen, the way he can run, and right. Stephon Diggs right. can do his own thing. There's Devontae Adams, everybody kind of, but that work ethic, I think, is what separates everybody, right? The film, how much? Absolutely. How, um, I always yeah. talk about, I always talk about desire, dedication, and discipline. For me, when I reflected back on my career, initially when I got uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, honestly, Pat, I had no idea, like, what that was all about. And so I went, I did an interview when I got inducted, I went to like, uh, I think it was an NFL network. I did the interview with uh, Chris Rose and I got back to the house and I'm looking at the TV and it's all over the place, you know, about the nomination. But I didn't understand the magnitude of it. I'm like, man, how did I get here? So I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, yo, if I get in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to be like one of the greatest to ever play the game. I'm going to be like the Steve Young, the Jerry Rice's, you know, the Joe Montana's like, you know, all these great players. And so that's how I came up with my three D's, uh, my three pillars of success, which are desire, dedication and discipline. And discipline, I think, is what is the ultimate. uh, That's 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 that lone word that separates the good from the great, because honestly, that's the bridge that separates a lot of good athletes from being great athletes. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of good athletes in this country, but there's only a handful of great ones at every in, in every sport. Uh, otherwise, there would be great athletes everywhere. Overall, in totality, there's a lot of great athletes here, but there's a lot of good ones, but there's only a handful of great ones. And I think when you think about the desire, which I had, no matter it could, I mean, I could have been playing marbles. I could have been playing bocce ball. Um, I, I, I feel like I would have gotten myself to be great at it or better than I started with it. And so I had to dedicate myself, honestly, to to learn the receiver position. But it was honestly, it was my discipline that that allowed me or enabled me to become the hall of famer that i am today and there's a lot of things that just factored into it it wasn't just me working hard i mean i had to learn about nutrition i had to obviously take care of my body lift weights things of that nature each year i mean i I acquired a personal trainer buddy prim out of atlanta um and after my third year in the league um he was a guy that basically like i said he changed my workouts year to year based on things that he saw even he this is a, a guy that 
that was my personal trainer, but he was watching my run gate and he was telling him the year before, like, yo, we need to do this. You we need ran to do that. so angry. <laughs> you were so angry when you were running. Oh my God. <laughs> you, hey, that's funny you say that because I would get frustrated early on in my career. Like I said, I was raw. I was green. I wasn't the receiver that I, that I ultimately became, but I would get so frustrated at myself because I wasn't as good as I wanted to be in a shorter period of time. And there were times that I would mess up in practice or I would get ticked off about something. And Steve Young knew what was coming up next. And he called it my angry route. (laughs) He knew what was coming. I was going to run an angry route uh, shortly or thereafter. So uh, it's funny you you picked up on that. But that was some of the things really that kind of drove me and and motivated me. But I I mean, guys saw when I came into the league, I had guys when I walked in the locker room, namely uh, Tyrone Drapit. Drakeford and Steve Israel. These were defensive backs at the time. They were veterans and they thought I was a linebacker because of my size. Yeah. And then they learned that I was playing receiver. Like they saw, and like as I went, you know, the first few days or, wh- or whatever of, of, of my rookie camp, they saw that I was weak in a lot of areas and that was bump and run. So they knew that, like I said, if I had free access, you know, yeah, I'm, that's, that's, that's a given. But I had trouble with bump and run. And so every day they faced me, every, we, we did one on ones. It was, they were always in my face. That's always good. in my face. Hey, that's so good that teammates. Was, that's great teammates right. right there, man. Right. But again, it helped me get better as a receiver. And then my coach, he kind of saw and picked up on some things and pulled me to the side. He was like, yo, if you want to do this or you want to do that or if you want to be this, this is what you need to do. You ever think about getting back into coaching ever? Because that's something no. that I assume never. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the timing is crazy. No, because you you see you see black people, black coaches. It's it's hard to get a job anyway. You know, so if you're not if you're not like an offensive coordinator or anything, one of these top top coaches, you're not getting paid a lot. And I had some coaches that were really just they were just straight up honest with me. They pulled me, you know that you know we had meetings and they left me. You know we had some one on one talks and he was like, look. If you want to be successful, he's like, you want to be something in this league, he's look, coaching is not where it is. He's like, they're not paying us a lot of money to, to coach. So you got to have passion and love to coach. And that's what I, I don't, I don't have that passion to do that. Am I giving back with what I'm doing, the mentoring and training? Yes. I'll give it back to that degree. But if they're not paying me what they're paying offensive coordinators, then no. I, I, Equ- at, least, at least equivalent with the knowledge that I bring to the game then it's not really worth my time. Hey, listen, me too. Man. I, 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 I have some <laughs> former teammates that are going back to coach, and they tell me what their days are like and what they're getting right. paid, oh. and I'm like, so that five minutes after the game, if you guys win, that's what it's all about, huh? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, Good man. You, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I can and, do that. Right, and honestly, me knowing that and you saying that, really verbalizing that, um, like I said, these these conversations that I had with coaches, dude, the the number of hours that they put in, obviously, to make me and others better. as good as we are and better, then I felt it was part of my duty to at least allow them to reap the benefits of their work. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I had a I had some great personal relationships with you know all but one of my receiver coaches, um, Larry Kirksey, David Cully, Ray Sherman. Um, these are guys that honestly, that I talked to, like these were considered male and father figures, um, in my life that I, that I didn't experience growing up. And I could share any and everything with these guys. 
And it, I mean, it was nothing that was off limits. And I felt comfortable. I felt safe. And I knew that, you know, they saw they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, Pat. Yeah. And so that's that. And, and, and that spoke volumes. And especially Coach Stewart, he was constantly when I was in San Francisco after my third year with uh, Larry Kirchie, he was constantly in my ear saying, that, dude, he goes, you, you're you're special. You can be a great one one day. This was weekly. This was yearly. And ultimately, like I said, I, I saw, start to see what he saw in myself, and, and I and I built on it. That was part of, like I said, those three Ds that I mentioned: desire, dedication, and discipline. Yeah. I just had to do things different than other guys to get to where I needed to be. Everybody's not as gifted as a, a DK Metcalf with the speed and the hands, this and that. Everybody's not as gifted as a, a Jerry Rice that wanted to be a receiver and wanted to be the greatest receiver, basically coming out of the womb. I just basically <laughs> stumbled upon playing receiver given an opportunity with the draft uh you know in 96 and that was all i needed and that's what some of these kids need they need opportunities and so again it's like you know we're, we're alluding to you know about me playing in the in the national football league because people say that it's it's not possible it's never been done just give me an opportunity and i can defy those odds I think everybody's excited to see you in the fan-controlled football league on Fubo yeah. TV. April. Man, I'm excited to see myself. <laughs> in oh, yeah. Hey, they got a they got a TO cam. I heard they're gonna have a, a camera. Around. Yeah, they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to work out. You work these things out. You know how technology is, and you know. These, hey, you're gonna be buttons. mic'd up the whole time. You're gonna be mic'd up the whole um, time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much they're gonna get out of me being mic'd up because I'm not that. If you see all the highlights and all the sound bites that I've had throughout the course of my career, all of them are all of them are on the sideline, Pat. I don't really do a lot of trash talking while I'm playing. I kind of let that do the, the the talking for me. But you know, like I said, it's the it's the TO show, so I'm a, I may give them a little. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch. Thank you for joining us. You're the best. Good Absolutely, luck with everything, man. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, NFL luck. Hall of Famer Terrell Owens. Yeah, my left, your right, AJ Hawk. The Toxic Table is here at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys. Tone Diggs is here. All the boys in the back. I appreciate you guys. Hope life is good. That's Hockey Talk tonight, 8 p.m. at youtube.com forward slash That's Hockey Talk. Big surprise guest. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Big surprise guest. Scintillating conversation. You'll get to hear Gumpy sing as he does every episode. It's always a treat. We're talking hockey. Ronzi and Rob are talking hockey. Big surprise guest. We're talking hockey. Texas hockey's back. All right. So we're not lying on that show. <laughs> Big win last night, Texas hockey. Hey, listen. I was in that city of Dallas for numerous days, and I thought to myself, I could see me, see me living here. Yeah, really? I could see me living here. Hey, there was a part that we were in. Oh, beautiful. Oh, very nice. Mm -hmm. No bombs. Everything. No bombs. What was it called? What area? Irving. Oh, yeah. Is that where the training facility is for the Cowboys? Oh, see, Arlington. I think it was there, and now it's in Frisco. No, it's in Arlington, right? Yeah, because we saw where the practice field is that is surrounded by uh, office buildings that you could just go and <laughs> live at and steal all their it shit. In yeah, it's in Arlington. No, it's in Frisco? This one, this, this says it might be. Really? So it's not Oh, uh, maybe that, the Ford Center, that's an old, is that an old one? I don't know. No, that's a new that's one because of the drone. That's their training facility. Yeah, Frisco. So that's where, uh, I believe, 
Dude, what we saw. Dude, perfect. Bro. <laughs> oh. From Frisco. I think so oh. from Frisco. How far is Austin? Because I heard that place is beautiful. Uh, three hours, I think. Okay. I think Sam drove from Austin to Dallas the okay. morning of because she went and did uh, Austin there for a bit. But the um, Frisco's where Dude Perfect's from. Really? Fun fact about Dude Perfect 14 billion views, those dudes. Jesus. Shit. That's insane. How many are there? How many total? Guys. Five, I think. I think there's five of them. Still friends. Two of them, what? Twins? Are these, those I two think, twins? Yeah, I think they're twins. Kobe was the one that I was hanging out very quickly because how fast the ball went into the hole. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to chat with them enough. They're from Frisco, though, I believe. Okay. They drove down there, that whole thing. I think they're big Cowboys fans. Uh, Del Frisco's? Is that how that started? Well, maybe. Maybe Could Del be. Frisco started there. Yeah. You think guy's name was Del? Yeah, maybe. Probably from Frisco, Frisco. Texas. And they say, drop the from. Yeah, because it was like no. Dell from Frisco's, yeah. and mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake came in, mm-hmm. dropped the from. They're like, "You're right, Dell Frisco's." <laughs> and here we Justin are, Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, social network. Here we go. <laughs> kind of piecing it together. All right, let's talk about some sports stuff. Um, this is fascinating to me. You know, just a couple years ago, we were chatting about the Kansas City Chiefs being the next dynasty, and we started talking about this in the car while we were driving from the Airbnb to the stadium yep. to do the show. Just a couple years ago, it was like, hey, the Kansas City Chiefs, this is the next dynasty. Patrick Mahomes, the next Tom Brady. He's got to catch Tom. He's got to win six Super Bowls at the time. They were saying, you think he's going to be able to catch Tom Brady? Here we are now, a couple years later. Tyreek Hill's gone. Travis Kelsey's still there. A plethora of weapons is there. Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. But the AFC is absolutely stacked and packed and loaded. I still believe the Chiefs are going to be good. The home of the Chiefs are going to have to figure out what's going on with X Factor and Red Extreme yes. if they really want to get back into good graces of the football gods, I think, off the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Brittany Mahomes now and Jackson Mahomes, obviously, one more year in the league, one more year of life, one more year of existence. Excited to see that whole thing go with how the football gods bless them. But how far away are we from saying that, oh, they're definitely the next dynasty right now, right? With what the Buffalo Bills are doing, with what everybody has in the AFC. Joe Burrow is just in a goddamn Super Bowl. (laughs) Tennessee Titans, they were the number one seed in the AFC. They had 90 players this season. I mean, it is a real... I think what the Patriots did and what the Patriots accomplished, we have to refrain from trying to predict the next one to do that because it's goddamn damn near impossible to do. And I think every single day that passes with every single new contract that takes place and every team that gets shifted and changed, we should remind ourselves of what the Patriots were able to do for 20-some years. Juju and Patrick Mahomes are playing catch. That's a new weapon for Patrick. Juju was obviously going to be great over there. He's not the number one. He's the Number two, they'll have him spread out. Andy Reid will make incredibly smart decisions. Juju looks smooth coming out of shoulder surgery, and Patrick Mahomes put a ball on an absolute Ooh. dime. But that it, we were just two years ago talking about this team being definitely the new dynasty. They're going to look different, AJ. They're going to look very different now. I mean, remember, just not that long ago, less than two years ago, probably we would say, "I don't like." How do you beat the Chiefs? What yes. do you do? Like, good luck stopping this offense and. Now you don't hear people saying that nearly as much. The Chiefs are definitely still going to be a good team, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be great, and they have a lot of great players. Kelsey can still light it up, no question. But it's hard to say anybody is going to have a dynasty anytime soon. Like, Let's say the Bills go win the Super Bowl this year. We're going to say, here we go, mm-hmm. Bills, Josh Allen's still young, dynasty coming, here we, here we come. But it's just so difficult to have that sustained like elite success in the NFL. So, yeah, I mean, the, what the Patriots did – it's going to be very, very difficult for anyone to kind of duplicate that. Not oh, yeah. a knock on the Chiefs. Not a knock on the no. Chiefs. Incredible program. 
Incredible team, incredible organization, incredible quarterback, head coach, operation. I get it. But just even more so, a spotlight should be put on that that shit ain't ever going to happen again. That, no, that, that no, ain't ever no, going to happen. No. I don't think, especially now with how the moves are happening. And I'm not saying that it hasn't been going on like that for a long time. Randy Moss flew to Minnesota to meet with Tom Brady in a hotel room uh, the, before he got traded to New England saying, I want to come play there. So guys have made decisions about where they're going to go in the future and trades have happened in the past. Nowhere near as much as it's happening right now. But nonetheless, what you all were able to accomplish and what you experienced for most of your like growing up phase, mm-hmm. well, I don't think it'll ever fucking happen again in any sport. Honestly, it's going to be too damn difficult. No, there's no way. And with the Chiefs uh, specifically, like in that division, when you look at the 20 years of like the Belichick-Brady era, the other teams didn't really ha- have any guys until, I guess, Josh Allen came in. Like Josh Allen's rookie year was the year the Patriots won their last Super Bowl. You look at the Chiefs, after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the Chargers got Herbert. The Raiders always had Derek Carr, but now they add Devontae Adams. The Broncos add Russell Wilson. Like the divisions, what you were just saying, it won't happen again because these guys are just bouncing from team to team. So literally, any year, some team can get absolutely stacked. And this year, I mean, it's happened with a bunch, but even the Dolphins. Like if we were going to say the the Bills are going to be the next dynasty if they win the Super Bowl, but then you look around the division on its own. Like, what if the Jets have a Bengals year and Zach Wilson takes a massive step? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I can never imagine the Jets being good. Uh, but if they land on a wide receiver who turns into not Jamar Chase because, I mean, he had a one-of-one year. But if they land on a receiver that Zach Wilson has a good chemistry with and add, you know, Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, who they got on free agency, like with the salary cap going up, it feels as though if you have a quarterback and then you add a few pieces, all of a sudden you can be a contender, you know, in six months. Yeah. Did you say Brady Belichick era? Yeah. Oh. It was Tom Brady who took more of the credit. Well, I, I don't wow. know about that right. because, yeah. you know. Who does Connor give more credit to? I give Brady. more credit to Belichick. Brady, he just said Brady, Brady yeah. Belichick. I give, I give way more credit to Belichick. You just said to Brady Belichick. Because yeah. he's still there. I mean, that's how it's been talked about forever. Excuse me, the Belichick Brady era. No, uh, no, no. During no, that time. No, look, look. When, when you look at Rodgers, Breeze, uh, Peyton Bye. Manning, Bye. Tom Brady, if you look at the five worst years of those four guys on defense, I think Rodgers had you know five teams with the 32nd ranked defense. Way to go, AJ. I think Peyton had five years Jesus, of... Jesus, were you a part of any of those eight? No, you were sure. not. I had to be a part of some of them. Yeah, I think you no were. No way. I mean... The 32nd ranked defense? I don't know. What the fuck was going on, AJ? That that's like I don't know. Look it up. It was I. I don't know. It's, it was it was in the thirties. There were all three of those guys had multiple. AJ, defenses. that had to be miserable. That had to be terrible existence in those years. Yeah, I don't know. Was oh. I part of any of them? I think <laughs> there. I assume. Yeah, I think Arizona. There was a playoff game. The Packers scored forty five points in Arizona, and the deep the, they lost in overtime. The defense <laughs> yeah. gave up like fifty four points. Kurt or something. Yeah, Kurt Warner had more touchdowns and incompletions in that game. Boom, <laughs> that was the yeah Steelers. Yep, Cardinals. that's because hey, in Northern Iowa, <laughs> sit in the pocket. <laughs> that's right, uh-huh. sit in the fucking pocket. Who I was wants to that. tackle I Kurt thought of that when I saw the movie. Yeah. So the movie's like, this is why Kurt had more touchdowns than incompletions in that playoff. Game. Well, ah, he's got to let everybody on the team blitz him in practice. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're taking his knees. <laughs> hey, you want to hit him? He's like, oh, that's my best friend. Yeah, I want to hit him. I'm like, what a terrible friend. <laughs> yeah. This guy's a terrible friend. You need to watch this guy. Kurt Warner got his ass beat. Uh-huh. Hey, Kurt, way to go. Absolutely. Hell of a career, Kurt. His patience in that pocket uh-huh. was... 
something that he had to learn the hard way, and mm-hmm. I'm thankful he did. He, obviously, that particular game, you were upset that he had that patience in there and could sling that thing. But going with your point, the Belichick defense was always damn good. Yeah, well. that was the thing that like got Brady those, you know, not all of them, but a lot of those. Oh, that's Super what Vrabel Bowls. said. You feel like you can speak like Vrabel? Because Vrabel's no. saying. Uh, I can't speak like anyone who actually has knowledge of football because I don't have any <laughs> yes, you do, but you knowledge gotta, of football. Bro, could you imagine growing up in a city where for 20 years your team is incredible? You're going to be invested in that goddamn team probably every single day. You probably naturally are going to pick up more about football than somebody who grew up in some city that stunk at football yeah. for their entire life. For instance, Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, like you know the standard. Like I'll always have that. I mean, who knows what happens, you know, going forward in what the AFC. Down, man, yeah, I, it, could, it could be a massive letdown because for, you know, 18 of those 20 years, the season didn't actually start till December because you were just waiting like hey we're going to win the division we're going to make the playoffs I mean there was 10 years in a row where the we went to the conference championship game every single year like that that was the standard and even the last five or I guess seven years now we either went to the Super Bowl or we went to the you know AFC championship and that's why I always have that but Brady said it himself on the man in the arena doc he you know, Bill showed him how to be great. Whenever he talks about like guys would come up to him and say, Hey, this guy is very good. He's a guy and he's still on his first four years. Brady will say, yeah, okay, but who's going to show him how to, you know, be great. Cause I had Bill and that's why there's so much faith with Mac because Bill can, you know, pass that knowledge on to him. Like, Hey, when you're, picking apart defense it's like remember the buffalo bills game plan right before the game on saturday bill was like hey we just saw this on film when they drop this guy drop this guy you know there's a massive opening in the defense right here and they go to brady throwing like two touchdowns when they show that defense and that was on saturday before the game yeah that is not normal i from everything i've experienced in the football world uh implementation of game plan is done you know Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday it's initiated, and Thursday there's a plan, then Friday there's a plan. Saturday, walk through what we just did on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, travel to wherever we got to go Sunday game. I guess with New England, what we learned through Man in the Arena, and you have to tell me if this is how it goes, they were changing game plans on Saturday night, Sunday morning. If Bill saw something, I was like, "Uh, no, no, actually, forget everything we just did. All right, let's remember the skills that we picked up. Okay, let's remember that. We'll save this for later. We're doing this. That's not normal, right? And that I do believe the ability to be able to change things on the fly and have four different coverages, four different defenses, everybody in there, you would have to think it comes on the GM and the coach picking all of those players. But Tom Brady is the one who set the standard that everybody's got to buy in. So I do believe it is uh, quite a team thing, and we need to stop acting as if there's going to be another one of those, I think, personally in the media world. We need to stop yeah. acting like that. I don't see that happening in the NFL again. The the 20-year run that the Patriots had, yeah, it just seems right now, especially with how you can get out if you're not super happy with your contract, it seems mm-hmm. seems pretty difficult to to put 20 years together like they just did. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be the one that's like, all right, enough acting like what the Patriots did, anybody else going to be able to do. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh. They hate New England there. Mm-hmm. Played for the Colts. We hate New England here. Yeah. I don't want to be the one that is doing the whole, you know, be the voice of this whole thing, but enough of the, hey, this team's going to become that because that is so incredibly difficult. How old's Bill Belichick right now? He's 69. I believe he'll be 70 when the season starts. He's never stopping. No, He's no. not giving any titles to anybody. No. Dan Orlovsky said that, you know, he doesn't like the turnover and the voices in Mac Jones' ears because there needs to be some consistency. Mac Jones was like teaching Bill O'Brien the offense down in Alabama. Yep. He got to New England. He was allegedly teaching Cam Newton the offense that Cam Newton was in for a year before that. Mac Jones is like one of the super geniuses and Bill is 
he's probably going to take advantage of that to the utmost degree if I had to guess. Well, and last year during the season, I think someone actually asked him, like, hey, you know, you have really nothing else to prove. Like, what are you still trying to get out of the game? You know, do you have any more goals? And he just said, you know, I'd really like to go out and have a good practice today. And that's kind of his mindset yeah. and why it's been so consistent. I actually don't enjoy anything else in life. <laughs> I go on that boat, I fish, and about an hour into it, I say, Where's the goddamn film room? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally his only passion, it yeah. feels like, is football. And, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Good on him. Congrats yeah. to him. Thank you, Bill. Joining us now is a man who, in his 10 years in the NFL, he's been all pro, eight of them, and a pro bowler, eight of them. Absolute legend, superstar, future Hall of Famer, newest member of the Los Angeles Rams in a negotiation that he did himself. Ladies and gentlemen, number 45 for the Rams, Bobby Wagner. Yeah! What's up, dude? What up, what up? What are you in a Lambo over there? Uh, what is that? Hey. Some slight, some slight. <laughs> hey, well earned, sir. Yeah. Well earned, appreciate sir. It, appreciate it. Appreciate uh, it. Okay, let's uh, talk. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Hold on. Before we start, um, Andrew, I'm going to shout out to Andrew. He watches your show all the time, and it's his birthday today, so I'm going to make sure I took time to say happy birthday to Andrew before we started. Hey, it's my dad's birthday, too. Can you say happy birthday to him and Andrew? Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Pops. Okay, thank you. <laughs> happy birthday, Andrew. Yeah. Happy birthday, Andrew. Birthday, Happy birthday, Whit. Tim. Happy birthday, Andrew. Is that Whitworth or just any Andrew there? No, not Whitworth. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously, now you're with the Rams. You're back in your hometown area from Ontario outside of uh, Los Angeles. Whenever Russell gets traded, was the writing on the wall for you that you'd be leaving Seattle? Did that come as a blind side? Did you get a heads up? And what were your initial thoughts? No, nah, I kind of – I was starting to hear rumblings, um, you know, kind of before that. And so – um, Russell actually called me and and told me before it happened. And so once I kind of once I kind of heard that, I kind of felt like you know if you can let him go, then everybody that was a part of that Super Bowl team is is up for grabs. And and I, I kind of already knew before that. What is Seattle going to be like? I, obviously, a lot of a lot of the core guys are not with you and Russ leaving. I just don't know what Seattle is anymore. The offense and defensive leaders seem to be gone. Like, what do you think they're going to be? I'm not sure. I mean, I think um, the idea was to go young. Um, from what I heard, uh, they want to kind of, I guess, when we were, um, you know, when we went to the Super Bowl, we were one of the youngest teams. And so they're trying to re remake that. But I, I think it's hard to remake uh, myself, Cam, Sherm, KJ, Earl, uh, Mike B, Chris Clemens, all of those guys. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, that. But I'm not sure. They still got digs and and Jordan and, uh, you know, um, Jamal. So the defense will be fine. Just they got to figure it out. It's yeah. not my problem now. Yeah, it's not your problem <laughs> at all. Obviously, you're not with the Rams. But Russell put out a tweet that basically said, like we always say, don't get bored with being consistent or something like that. And then he put the goat afterwards. And I didn't know what your relationship was with Russell Wilson until we read that. You and Russell were tight. And whenever you were hearing all the rumors over the last couple of years about Russell and the team, did that ever creep its way in there? And did, you ha did that have any effect on you with how you viewed the organization? No, yeah, me and me and Russell are close. He was uh, kind of keeping me, um, you know, kind of in the loop of things. Um, and so I understood kind of what was going on. I mean, I understood what he was wanting. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, he wants to win. But, you know, also wants protection, too. And, and uh, you know, I think that's something that, you know, he was trying to figure out. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm going to let him speak on his half. 
But, you know, from my perspective, like, I felt like the organization treated me, you know, top-notch. And so I, I never let it creep into to how they view me. You and Pete Carroll's relationship, because a lot of the conversation is like, hey, this guy's 70-something years old. Russell out, stud, Hall of Famer. You, future Hall of Famer, you're out there as well. The rebuild is like something that is getting thrown out there, and now a potentially DK Metcalf is maybe on the move, although they're not answering phone calls. What is Pete Carroll like on the day-to-day, and do you have any idea that he's damn near 80 years <laughs> old at this point? What is What is your relationship like with him? Nah, me and Pete have a cool relationship. You would never know if you uh if you watched him on the field, um and move around. You would never know that he was 80 years old. He always try to run. He's not running that fast, but um you know he still gets his exercise in, and he has so much energy. And so, um, I'm pretty sure he's gonna try to energize those guys. But you know, I think it's gonna be be tough one. Okay, so let's dive into your new relationship with the Los Angeles Rams. Was L.A. where you wanted to go? Because allegedly Baltimore Ravens were also on the line. Was there any other teams in the mix? And at what point did you think you kind of zoned in on the Los Angeles Rams being home? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it was probably between the, the Ravens and the Rams, but for sure they both made a, a big push at the end, and, and ultimately I decided to come home. Um, I think that was the biggest thing, just staying close to my family. You know, I've been on the West Coast. Uh, for 10 years and so um, you know I wasn't I was already going to have a big change going to a new organization Um, I didn't want to try to figure out another coast so um, you know, West Coast and being close to my family was the, kind of the ultimate decision. Yeah, they're also Super Bowl champs, too. I mean, <laughs> I mean you know. In the weather. Aaron Donald, you know, Jalen Ramsey, that helps, too. <laughs> In the weather. I mean, the weather's nice. I mean, it is nice. I mean, look, you know, it's, it's nice out. It's raining here in India, okay? It's yeah. like 40 degrees and raining. We're talking Enjoy about that. Yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try, okay? Um, how do you know – when you when it's right for you to start doing your own business for yourself because this became a big story because you were a part of the negotiating of your own deal how do you know when it was the right time is this something you always kind of envisioned for yourself has this always been the case and how do you know what's real and what isn't with these contracts that are being reported how do you know what your market value is with all the bullshit that gets kind of purported every single day with all of the contracts bobby I think you just, I mean, first of all, yeah, it was something that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I graduated with a business degree. And then when I got into the league, uh, when I got into the league, I just, you know, you heard that report that uh, 80% of players end up broke and divorced, you know, two years outside the league. And I was just like, all right, I got to figure out how to be that 20%. And so I started doing business, started doing internships and things like that. And then I think it just graduated over to me, you know, wanting to take a stab at the contract. And so, um, that's kind of the, the transition to it. Obviously, it's a little bit longer story than that, but yes, um, yes. it's just the idea is just wanting to uh, understand the business side of thing. I already knew, I know like football, like the back of my hand, but you know, a lot of not a lot of players take the time to understand the business at the end. And so, you know, for me, it was just another challenge off the field. And, um, you know, kind of like we spoke about, everybody, you know, I feel like agents put out deals or do deals all the time some good some bad but nobody talks about them they just kind of you know go away but it's the moment a player puts out um or does a deal everybody's a contract specialist (laughs) everybody knows what's in the contract how to evaluate the contract everybody's a lawyer and so you know at the end of my at the end of the day like if you look at the market um this offseason you know there weren't that many inside linebackers getting paid like that and so you know, you had to understand that. You had to understand, you know, what your value was and you had to get creative, which I felt like I did. And, I, you know, I, and as soon as it came out, like literally the day that I signed, 
I, from what I heard, agents were sending the contracts to media and, and or whoever. And, you know, then you got these reports coming out about what's real, what's not. And at the end of the day, it's hard to take a snapshot of something that's not completed yet. So if I play all five years, then the joke's on them. But yes. it's, on, it's the first day. So, you know, we'll see. I, I read something early on in the process. Did you have to reach out to teams to let them know that you're representing yourself and that they, like, you were the one to contact, not an agent? Yeah, because normally how the process goes, like when a team wants you, they, they, um, they have like a list of all the players and next to the players' names is their agent and their numbers. And so, you know, if you go to my name, it's probably nobody. And so I had to reach out to all the GMs and just kind of, you know, shoot them, like let them know my email address and let them know my phone number and remind them that I was um, re- representing myself. When you're negotiating with Les Snead over there who hates picks and loves OGs that are going to be <laughs> Hall of Famers like you, how's that conversation go? Do you come in there and say, hey, at least this has to happen? They say we have this because allegedly reports were Aaron Donald is also something that they have to work through and you understood that and obviously there's $10 million, there's incentives, there's a five-year deal in there. How did that go with Les? And I assume you had to earn, he had to earn your trust in the middle of that negotiation as well because that's a big deal. Yeah, I think it was both sides. Like, both sides had to earn the trust. I think the biggest thing, too, was, and and the hardest thing throughout this whole process was um, to get teams to just send over offers. You know, because they they value me so high and feel like I'm such a good player, they didn't want to send an offer over that was offensive. And so I was just like, look, like, we just, it's business. Like, you're not talking to the player, Bobby. You're talking to the agent, Bobby. So let's let's try to do work. And so – um, the conversation was cool. Like I said, I understood, um, you know, they were kind of tight with cap and I understood that, um, you know, that we were going to have to get creative, but you know, if LA was a place I wanted to be and my family was excited about me coming back, you know, we was able to get creative and we was able to, uh, uh, figure this out. It's kind of funny because, um, in 2012, uh, I remember, I remember going like I was remember I was getting ready to to get up to use the bathroom and on my way to the bathroom I get a phone call and it's um the linebacker coach for the Rams and they basically was just like hey Bobby we're about to uh you know after Seattle picks you we're about to pick you and I was like okay cool so I'm getting ready to go tell my family and then Seattle picks me so I originally this whole journey I thought I was gonna be a Ram originally and you know it just came full circle I think they're excited that you're finally coming home. Uh, obviously, Seattle picks you right in front of their eyes. Oh, that had to be mm-hmm. tough. That draft right. room. Ah, damn it. <laughs> this guy's going to be an eight-time All-Pro in 10 years. He's going to be a Super Bowl champion. Uh, we'll get him home at some point. Mike Tomlin used to tell me uh, that he was going to get me back home to Pittsburgh when I was old and cheap. You know, And he was like, once you get back down into my price range, I'll bring your ass back home or whatever. I retired before that could happen. Speaking of retirement, you're 10 years into this thing. And at your age, I think that was another thing that was conversated about with your deal is a factor, obviously, in it. How's the body feel? Have you thought about anything? Are you changing anything as you continue to play at such a high level? No, I haven't changed anything. I just try to get, you know, I'm I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to figure out ways to improve my game. My body feels amazing. Um, I think the way this CBA is set up, it makes it a little harder for guys to to last as long as, um, you know, guys did in the past. But um, why is that? Why is that? Well, because I feel like, um, you know, remember the original, remember the original CBA? Um, a lot of the older guys were upset that 
the, the draft guys were coming in and making all the money. So you had a guy that hadn't even made any money um, getting a bunch of money. So then that second CBA, um, they kind of moved that. And so they created the scale. Um, they created the scale with the players and things of that nature. But what they didn't expect was now it was the veterans were these like high priced, um, you know, players and you can get these new young guys for cheaper. And so now it makes it easier for the team to choose a cheaper option. So you really have to play at a high level uh, to, to make it as long as you want to make it in this league now. That's such a good business mind, by the way. And you have to think about that as you're negotiating the contract, too. Like, what is a price? Sure. What is a price where if I happen to get, not that you, you haven't missed a game since like 2016. I mean, there is like a, or you only missed two games since 2016. I think yeah. you have like 1,000 somehow tackles. Yeah, here it is. Most tackles of any active. I think I went to 45 already. Yeah. Hey, I want to let you know, there are some people that have said that the 45 is uh, an interesting number choice. Not us. I, I know he, I know who you're talking about. I forgot his name, but you was talking to him yesterday. Darius Butler. Yeah, Darius Butler. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's all good. Let me get out there first. It's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, he looking at all edited photos so far. You know what I mean? I haven't even put the jersey on yet. Yeah, and, the, you know, new uniforms, too, in that SoFi Stadium. But you can't tell me that picture don't look sweet, though. It does. Hey, you yeah. do look sweet as a Ram. You're, I bet you're very excited to be back there. Eight-time All-Pro, 25-12-1 versus the others in the division. Only missed two games since 2016. In most tackles of any current active player, 1,383. Hell of Hey, let's go, Bobby. Damn. The resume is gorgeous. The resume is absolutely gorgeous. Go ahead, Ty. Bobby, the resume obviously speaks for itself. You're going to be a Hall of Famer, and you've played with a bunch of incredible guys in Seattle. But how excited are you to play with Aaron Donald? Like, how much easier does a guy like that make your job? I'm really excited to play with him, man. You know, I've been watching him from afar. And, you know, any linebacker that got a guy like that, you know, right in front of you, um, he's going to take a lot of pressure off you. He's going to allow you to come downhill and make plays. And, it's you know, they have to have an eye on him. They, you know, when I come downhill, they can't come off on him fast to come get me because um, then he makes the play. So, you know, I'm excited to get out there and, and, and figure everything out and, Man, it's going to be fun for sure. Have you chatted with him or Jalen or anybody over there yet? I assume there was a welcome text or anything. Have you guys worked out or anything? No, we haven't worked out. Uh, they uh, they, they actually, when I got released, they were like the two first people that, that reached out to me and, and was texting me. And so, you know, we was kind of texting. And then uh, when I signed, I called, uh, I called AD and then uh, Jalen texted me. Did uh, Aaron just send you a picture of him with that chain with that thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. You know on. what? Now that I think about it, he might have sent me his emoji, low key. Or his, uh, <laughs> his, uh, his meme. Yes, as he should <laughs> have, Bobby. A pop in the champagne. Dude. Hey, he just oh, yeah. bullies people, that guy. He just absolutely bullies people. And then you got Jalen hawking over top. It feels like at every level now, they're ready to go on another run. The expectations, obviously, Super Bowl or bust yet again, but that's nothing new to you, right? I mean, Seattle uh, has been trying for a long time. You've been in that position before. How's it feel to be back in like a Super Bowl or bust type atmosphere? Uh, it feels good. I mean, I think um, my whole mindset has never been let the, the outside create the pressure or create the idea you know i think at the end of the day you want to be the best version of ourselves and maximize your talent and so i think we have a lot of talent we have a lot of uh of playmakers not just us we have so many uh young guys so many guys um that can make plays and so i think it's just exciting to to be a part of a group like this um that that already won but has aspirations to do it again do it again and 
and it's gonna be fun. Uh, the thought of Sean McVay being like, I can't believe we got fucking Bobby. <laughs> yeah, and he's like so jacked up and that whole thing. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Bobby, have you had other uh, NFL guys reach out to you about representing themselves? And do you think that'll become almost like a more common uh, theme going forward in the NFL? I, I've had a couple guys uh, reach out and just like ask questions. I'm not sure if it's going to be a common thing because I think at the end of the day, it has to be something that you want to do. You can't just wake up tomorrow and just be like, all right, I'm about to do my deal. Like you actually have to put a lot of work in, study, understand your market, understand the language, um, you know, kind of build a team around you to, to help you understand the language. So anything that you miss, they can catch. Um, and so I think, You'll see more of it, but I don't know if it'll be like a, a transition to that because I think there's still, um, you know, like I said, I, I don't have issues with any agents or agents, period. I just think this was my journey, and I think the options should be open for players if they want to do that. But there's a lot of good agents out there that, you know, I think the next step would be to make sure that the player that you're working with understands the business or, or you help them with their transition life at the football so you minim- like so you don't pay a part in that number. Uh, before AJ asks his question, we're in an entrepreneurial society, I believe, now more than we ever have been. And although there are plenty of great agents, I completely agree, there's a lot of bad ones, too, that get protected. A lot of by, bad ones. Yeah, a lot of bad ones that get protected by ones. media and other things. And I'm very pumped. I hope you do start an initiative for guys that start taking more control and accountability of their finances. But not everybody can do it. You're obviously a super smart businessman, a business degree, and obviously looked into it. I hope it does become something. Go ahead, AJ. Bobby, is this something you could see yourself doing and representing players possibly oh. once you're done playing? Oh, the Beagles agency, dude. The Be- <laughs> <laughs> hey, you told him about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had, yeah. yeah I, I try to text him, man, and Siri just put Beagles or something. I'm like, how did you, like, um, but no, I don't know if I have any aspirations. Um, not at this moment. I think my aspirations is, is trying to be, uh, you know, a president uh, of a team or, you know, potentially own a team. So, um you know, I think all of this is working towards that, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm an open book. So, like, if anybody ever reaches out to me and wants me to help them, I'm, I'm definitely um, um, open to kind of guiding them through. But, uh, you know, I think this is me representing myself is probably as far as I go. You saying, I thought you were just going to say president there. Like, yeah. I thought you meant, like, United States. Commander in chief. Yeah, hey, how you doing? Take command. I'm a commander now. I, I thought that's what you were talking about. Then you were like, of a team. I'm like, whoa, shit. I mean, those are two different lives. Yeah, yeah. I, You're right. By the way, I think you could do both, Bobby. No, no. I think you could do whatever. No, you want. I'm, I'm. I don't know if I want to cross that world. Dude, they hate everybody over there. <laughs> yeah, everybody man. gets hated over there. It doesn't matter who you're right. representing, what you're doing. They're going to try to kill you. Not, I guess the NFL is the same, but it's more personal over there. Go ahead, Tone. Bobby, obviously you're an incredibly nice guy, but you were with Seattle for 10 years, so I assume you've you've gone up against the guys on the offensive side of the ball for the Rams quite a few times. Is, when you get into the locker room, you're going to have to apologize to anyone for anything you did on the field to them? Great question. Nah, no, no apology, man. I mean, I wasn't on the team, so I had to do my job. Everybody's taking <laughs> their job, man. You so, talk, you know, it's all it's all love now, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure they try to get get a couple cheap shots on me, so I, I have no, I took no offense to it. You talk on the field, or are you quiet on the field? I talk on the field. I'm a different person on the field than I am off the field. Oh, like asshole on the field? Uh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's worked thus far, man. Can't wait to watch you as a Ram. That 45 is going to look clean. Hell, Hell yeah! yeah. I can't wait to tell y'all, watch. I, I can't wait. I'm going to tell y'all, it's, it's going to be clean. And then like, the Jordan cleats is going to be fire, too. Ooh. 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 In LA. Ooh. 
Can't thank you enough for joining us. Good luck with everything. Thanks for the call from the Lambo. I can't wait to see your next one. Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. And the NFL is? 154 days away. Let's oh. go. Now we go. That's less days than the Igloo's got left in the construction. They have a countdown at the Igloo. That's great. Okay. No, it's more than more news. More. Okay. Yeah, more. but more it news. lines up perfectly. And to tie in your point from yesterday, 22 weeks from tomorrow. It's a little smaller of a number, a little easier to digest. Well, 22 weeks is not days. Days. I feel like That's I like full football season. Better. We should do months, I think. Months? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three months. Okay, so Three 22 months. by four. We're months. less than four I've heard whenever people away. go to jail, they count by months. Okay, yeah. so we are four and a half months away. Starting See, tomorrow. that doesn't sound. That's not that bad. Sounds, that sounds, that sounds no. like a waste. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. Yeah. Uh-huh. And my math might have been wrong. I think it's actually five, five and a half months. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm watching 140 baseball games. That's a lot. 154 days, boys. If that was, I think three months sounds very close. Yeah. yeah. So when we get to the three month How mark, that's a month and a half that, away. That, uh, two and a half months oh away, God, actually. No, you got to split up though. We're only 20 days from the draft. Yeah. yeah. And then, All right, 20, there we go. All right. All right. And then there will be something else after that. Bro, and then we got that. really slow after the draft. Yeah, yeah that's after when the draft, the base- you're going to see probably the boys doing large shows on location. Yeah. <laughs> May, June, July is when. <laughs> May, June, July. Is that, that's, that's the stretch where, you know. After NBA playoffs, after NHL playoffs, and it's just middle of the season baseball. July is an absolute wasteland. At this exact moment, I just did some quick math in my ear. Uh, 3,696 hours. I can't. Until, oh. No, I can't do that. Until NFL football. I can't do that. I, I can't hear that. Well, 3,696 <laughs> hours from now, guess what? It's football time. NFL football time. Here we go. Tell you what. Just <laughs> count down the hours, dude. It, when you did then, that math in your head, you're very trusting the, person. I will spend 3,000 of those hours playing the FanDuel face-off. Grandson superstars. This is a problem. It is yeah, it a is. massive problem. This FanDuel face-off thing is a problem. I was on. I don't play video games. I was on that thing three and a half hours last yeah, night. My wife was playing Wheel of Fortune for a good four hours last mm-hmm. night. There, it is skill challenges. You can get good. Oh yeah, at the Grand Slam Superstar Challenge. I played that thing nonstop. I got. Um, we drove over to Illinois where it's legal for marijuana last right, night. Sure. Mm-hmm. We drove over there. I, I got all the vitamins. We just part. We have an apartment over there in Illinois where yeah. we can uh, you know smoke. Yeah, of course. I thought I was in. The home run derby. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was. I was trying my best to tie. I was. I was guiding hits at one oh, point. Oh yeah, I, I was in a real group. I won. I think I won a good eighty bucks last night in a certain like uh, good hour run. Oh yeah, just hammering folks in this yeah. thing. Swinging a hot stick. You do be careful because I did. I I couldn't sleep last night. I played Grand Slam <laughs> champion until about three thirty a.m. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot of twenty dollars games. I tell you what, you know, after a while, it's just like, okay, I'm in a good groove, you know. And the, but you lose, you know, three, four of those in a row. <laughs> oh boy, thirty six yeah. bucks gone. <laughs> yeah, Boom. what the hell happened? Yeah, it's but it is, it's a real problem. It's very addictive. They're going mean, to add more games into that thing too. Dangerous. Uh, so it's called Fanduel Face Off. It's an app. It is available in thirty states. I think in some states you have to be eighteen plus. Some states you have to be twenty one plus. Not one hundred percent sure of all the rules. To be honest, we were just introduced to it yesterday morning <laughs> yeah. in the office. Spent ninety percent. 
at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Unreal. You play Wheel of Fortune, some basketball shooting game that I they got to figure it's, that one yeah. out. Yeah, uh-huh. that they one's will. a little bit gimmicky or whatever. I agree. Bruce, Bruce got into it. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, he said he won thirty five for thirty five on that guy. Do not run into Bruce in the in the basketball game. The King's Crossing. Yeah, I don't fully understand that game. Is it? That's my game. Yeah, that's the only one I've been playing. Okay, it has chess pieces, but it's not chess. No, it's basically the entire board is covered except for one or two spots, and you have to get your king from the, the start of it to the end, and by doing that, you have to move the other pieces around. And they, on they the do chess moves. Oh, so the one goes in an L? Yes. Okay, so I'm out on that one, but you said it's a good one. Yeah, I, like I love that one. Yeah. That's the only one I'm playing. Okay, the block one is Tetris, but it's a different It's a different yeah. Tetris because it can go up and sideways, mm-hmm. and you can just play shit wherever, basically. <laughs> Some of the pieces are way too. There's a nine. And you can't flip them. One. Yeah, you, you can't lo- turn. You no. love that one. You can't turn them. I mean, that's what I'll bounce around to if I run into this one son of a bitch on King's Cross. <laughs> we, we've had a pretty it's good back number. and forth here, but uh, yeah, I don't know. For those that aren't, you go in here. There's a lobby basically, and then you play. You, you say you want to play one of these games. The Grand Slam Champion. <laughs> oh my god, is by far it's the, the best, best video game ever. You, it puts you in a lobby, and then it makes it matches. You can play a game for sixty cents. The sixty yeah. cent games are where you will normally live unless you get into a group yeah. and you get a hot stick. Yeah. <laughs> Once you start getting some good wood, you're going to be tempted to go to the $12 one. It links directly with your FanDuel Sportsbook account or your draft or your fantasy football account, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have made it very easy. This thing is a fucking game changer. It is. Great great time to be the offseason for this thing to come yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Perfect. They're looking to add more games. Uh, we're looking to add one more uh, person to the show right now. Oh. A Super Bowl champion, a college football national champion, a COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Hall. Yeah. AJ. What's up, guys? Football's on the horizon, I hear. It's yep. 3,695 hours in 48 minutes. Jesus Here we go. Right, right around the corner. So far, dude. Five We're on the back nine, right? We're on the back nine of our offseason. I guess for the months we are. Nah. Yeah, nah, nah back still, nine weeks. Nah, I think we're months. still waiting in the clubhouse. Yeah. To, to I, don't even know, I don't think we have a tea time yet. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I don't think we have a tea time yet. I feel like we are in a little bit of trouble. Is the FanDuel face-off available in Ohio? And if it is, you need to get on there with your busted fingers. No, FanDuel's not in Ohio. Well, so no. I can't yes, it is. Yeah, it is. No, it is. Yeah, this FanDuel face-off is available in Ohio. Here's all the states it's available. Hawaii, Florida, what? Georgia, what? Alabama, what? The one, Mississippi. It's uh-huh. a big lake in Utah. Uh, North Carolina, South Car- North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin. And in Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota, North Dakota. Yep. Wow. Uh, over there, you got Oregon. You got California, mm-hmm. New Mexico, no, Nevada, no, yep. Utah, Utah, Utah wow. Colorado, oh, uh, Texas, yep. Oklahoma, New Mexico. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Is. Hey. Uh-huh. Hey, good on well you. done. Hawaii, it's available. No, Alaska, it's Alaska. available. Yeah. Maine. What? Vermont. What? what? New Massachusetts, Ham- what? New Hampshire, yeah, what? Delaware. Uh, I think. It, oh yeah, it, it is, is that old, Delaware? Old, that tiny one? Uh, or is that Rhode Island? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Fanduel face-off. AJ, it is awesome. Listen, it is fantastic. This thing they got a home run with this, literally and figuratively. So, yeah. well, because it's not sports but gambling, I guess I could still get it. So it's a skills thing, actually. So it's actually a skills, because you can get better at it, which all of these games, you can. So it's a skills challenge in which you can take on other people. It is 
It's a problem. It's addictive. Yeah. It is, I'm going to be on every plane I'm on. I'm just, it's going to be hard not to just practice that game. And you're going oh, yeah. there's going to be some sharks that are going to show up, but they try to pay, uh, pair you mm-hmm. with similar players mm-hmm. in your range. So it's like reading how you play so that you can get paired. With so right now what you're saying is the time to strike because they don't Bingo. really have played long enough to know what level you're on. Bingo. So there's people that have been on there a little bit longer than us too. And I walked into I walked into some trouble yesterday. I was starting to feel myself. I'm going up to 12. <laughs> yeah. I'm scoring like 170, 180 in the baseball game. This guy, 220 right on my head. Mm. Bang. 215 right on my face. Boom. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I need to go back down to the 60 cent games. I guess, Jesus Christ, get me out of here. And then you go in there. It's a fucking great game. Great game, AJ. I mean, I don't know. If, yeah. That doesn't sound like it's going to get old either for no, anybody. They're no, just going to continue to do that. I think that in, this is like the original version, I think. They're, they're mm-hmm. only going to continue to make that thing. Smart stuff, but congrats, fans. Genius. That's off. How about they just dropped it into our office yesterday, too, out of nowhere, <laughs> in a meeting, in a Zoom call yesterday. Oh, so did it just, it just launched, like, yesterday? I think it's pretty – I don't know what, when, because we're not in, like, the FanDuel emails. Like, we, I don't know what the – Everything that happens over there, the decisions that are made over but there. But you just became aware of it, right? Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday wow. morning we were aware, uh, made aware of it. Nobody downloaded it until immediately after the show. And then as soon as the show ended yesterday, it was for <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Baseball, basketball, chess, basketball, wheel of fortune, basketball, football. <laughs> I mean, it was just like everybody was just on it the entire It's hard not to. And you're making money off that thing. How's the wheel of fortune? It's all right. Big words. A lot of words. A lot of words. Chess will be interesting, won't it? Like if some stud chess players, I'm sure they'll get on there if they can win money. It's not like that. It's not. Yeah, you're not doing close Sicilian. You're not seeing. Oh, it's not real chess? It's more of a strategy game, I think, as opposed to like chess against somebody. It's like that picture with the boxes and you got to move the boxes around to complete the photo. That's the best way I, expl- I understood. Yeah, like, remember like that Sudoku, like that uh, the triangle game where it has like the golf tees in it, basically, and you got to move the golf tees. Chinese yeah. checkers. It's just like that. Okay, got it. Is that what that's called? Chinese no. checkers. No, Chinese checkers is the one where they have uh, <laughs> the marbles. And, uh-huh. yeah, I fucking love Chinese checkers. Well, you don't even know what the game is. <laughs> well, no, I know what Chinese checkers. Oh, I thought is. you were saying that tea game was the Chinese checkers game. Uh, checker, Chinese checkers is cool checkers. Well, I played checkers growing up, just standard checkers. You go a thousand different ways. Yeah, but every time I'd stack those checkers on top of each other and I was the king, I fucking would be fucking around. Mm -hmm. This thing's going everywhere. (laughs) Fucking give me all your shit right now. And I'm going to get another one, and I'm never yeah, moving my back row either. Cancel it. You got to do it. You are never going to become a king. You hear me? <laughs> Ever. Not against me. You are you are a peasant for this entire match. I just want to let you know. My grandma taught me that when I was, like, very young. And uh, she played, like, us for, like, quarters and stuff like that. And she would just park it in the back. She did not care. I'm, like, mm-hmm. eight years old, nine years old. She's got those things parked. I just got my checkers stacked. Like, are you going <laughs> to... Can we play? Sorry about it. That's how you got to play. Yeah, that's the game. Then we played poker next, and she would just be hustling, I think, dealing from the bottom of the deck. Oh. I mean, Betty was a fucking wizard. <laughs> Rest in peace, lady. But anyways, it's a great game. You should get on there. I assume it's going to be a smashing success for FanDuel. Yeah. Speaking of smashing success, before we get to Stephon Diggs uh, getting a, a big-time extension with the Buffalo Bills, the Packers saying things are going to get interesting on draft night. Oh, maybe another quarterback. Ooh, Ooh wow. Ritter. Yeah. I wouldn't look, wouldn't look that was the last time it got interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's Let's talk about we, we weren't nominated for another sports Emmy, AJ. What the fuck have you been doing? You had an entire year, did you oh not? Did. Call up Wexner, call yep. up all your people, right. and let's do this. What happened, AJ? What took place? Did the did the nominees just happen? Just came out? Yeah, yeah. man. And honestly, like we had been thinking about this for the last eleven months yep. and we we're nice anticipating well. it. And we certainly had no idea these were 
going to be coming out today. No, no of course no not. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we're a, this is a daily studio show. Yeah. Yeah, we know. NASCAR yeah. race Do they not hub. count us in this this, this we do it this daily. One, this one we're talking about with you. You were the one that was supposed to get us into this. Yeah. We're in the hmm. studio. I guess I'm not doing doing my, you know, doing the right thing. Well, I don't clearly. First off, not. I don't know anybody for any of this, and I don't think there's any chance we're ever on this list. Well, yeah, I would like to kind of further that point. We will never end up on this list. No. Probably not. With that being said, these shows are good shows. I like these shows. Shout yeah. out to all these people. The NASCAR yeah. Race Hub. It's a great show. Great it's not show. easy to do a daily show. Hey, it's yeah. not easy to do a daily no, show. Not Nothing about. but respect for these people doing daily shows every single day. Sports Center's got like 45 hosts, but they still, you know what I mean? They still put sure. out the bangers every single That's day. That's right. Give Dan a goddamn, give the Dan Patrick show give a damn Emmy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have wins, one? We riot. No. No, he, no, no, no. Dude, Daryl Waltrip deserves that yeah. award just well, as much as Patrick? Anybody. Come on. Yeah, Dan dude. Patrick and... Uh, the Danettes deserve one. They, I guess they have not won one ever. Really? Yeah, just Dan has, right? Yes. Dan has won one for like the Sports Jeopardy, yeah. I think, or something uh, like that. Who votes on this? You tell us, yeah. dude. Your people. <laughs> Your dude. fucking group text message every night. I don't know anything about this. I, I am curious who would vote on it. If Dan's show hasn't won, are they, is someone upset because he left and did his own thing? Oh, but he's on somebody else that's a big, like Peacock's rather large, right? I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd assume the Universal folks got a pretty big pool in that whole thing. Rich. Just give Dan Patrick a damn sports enemy for the whole show. Those boys work hard. Hell yeah. What, AJ? You don't like they, that? Who do you want to win? NASCAR race hub? Bro, I, I'm old enough to remember when Dan Patrick was on SportsCenter uh, killing it. He was an absolute celebrity. I mean, he still is, and he's great at what he does. My dad still talks. My dad watches Dan Patrick every day still, I think. So do we. Yeah. yeah. We watch every single day as well. We're big fans. Rich Eisen, another OG in the game. Has he won yep. one? I assume he's won. He's probably yeah. won a Rich, couple. Rich has had to have won a couple. Did that NFL Network show? Good Morning Football? No, no, with uh, Rich. Yeah, they're not up Rick. for it. Good morning, football's up. Yeah, it's yeah, up yeah. top right corner. Shregs, once again. I mean, yeah, yeah, again. Let's talk about the top one. Embassy Row, very talented company. I've worked with them in the past. They are the ones that did Good Morning Football. Mm-hmm. Are they the ones that? What else did they do? There was no sound. <laughs> what else did they do? I don't know anything about this. <laughs> was that the show? There was no sound. I believe about? they do the uh, Men in Blazers talking oh, soccer. Oh, yep. I did. I think they do the Men in Blazers show. Very nice people. Those people. Very nice. Yeah. People. Very talented. Yeah. They did put me on air for 30 minutes with no sound. <laughs> it wasn't just me. It was also Portnoy and Trent. Yeah. Jeez, yes. Good no mannerisms. One told you guys. No one told us. We, we that, didn't get a heads up one time. That was my favorite part. If someone would have told you guys, you guys would have made it very, very, very Okay, funny. so we got no sound. Let's figure out how to make this work. Okay, yes. here we go. Probably start just chugging beers. Chugging beers, sign writing language. things. You probably would have yeah. learned I mean, language. yeah, the amount of, I mean, there would have been an entire thing. But th- they have had massive success, obviously, everywhere. And Good Morning Football, multiple time Emmy nominated. Pardon the interruption. OG, yeah. the entire thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Will Bond uh, and uh, Kornheiser, absolute studs. Uh, so, Will Bond, you know, a couple of predictions not accurate, I guess. But the uh, Sports Center we all love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all love Sports yeah, Center. For sure. I mean, I guess. Personally, I, Sports Center hasn't been worth shit in about 10 years. No. You don't watch the late what? night ones. You fall asleep too early. Uh, usually, well, I'd rather watch NFL Network at this point, honestly, late night than I would Sports Center. Well, let's get back to NASCAR Race Hub now. Who does host? Is that Waltrip? I think, it's, I think it's Waltrip. And I, I, I believe think Bobby Labonte's on it. Daryl and Michael. Uh, I believe it's Daryl. I think Michael zooms in every once in a while. I know they were talking about getting Gordon. I don't know if what about Labonte? Jeff, I mean, if, if Jeff is, is Kyle Busch in this thing, I don't think well, he's, he's still racing. Current. They talk yeah. about Kyle Busch. Jeff a lot. Hammond. 
So it's Alex. Uh, Mark Martin was on last week when I was watching. But Rusty Wallace, Adam Alexander, <laughs> Ad- Alex Alexander, Adam Alexander, Mark Martin in that Shan Valvoline Spade. car. Yeah, Mark Martin was a, he was wearing the Valvoline jacket number six. What about Tony Stewart? Smoke, smoke, He's smoke out here. He smoke on that show. He was. What about the then, guy that did backflips that flew his own plane around? Fucking Carl Edwards. Fucking Jamie yeah, McMurray. <laughs> I want to know why Marty and McGee aren't hosting this goddamn thing. That's what I was saying. <laughs> if it was Marty and McGee with well, fucking Junior. Yeah, I know. I'm sure they have, you don't think ESPN's got a NASCAR show? That's on Fox, I think. It's, I think it it's is. On Fox. I think they should just buy the IP and Shannon give it. Shannon Smith, she's great. Adam Alexander, of course. Jeff uh, Hammond and Caitlin Vinci. Listen, the show that NASCAR Race Hub puts on. Is top notch, Emmy nominated. Yeah, I mean, how else am I gonna get my NASCAR <laughs> film? I know fucking Bobby Labonte. No, you don't. No, he ain't. We just fucking Bobby Labonte is on sometimes. No, Thank not you. on NASCAR race up. Maybe on NASCAR NASCAR, not NASCAR Listen, race up. Bobby and Terry Labonte are two of the, the brothers, two of the best brothers to ever race. One was riding around a fucking Kellogg's car number before Kellogg's was fucking cool. Okay. Okay. And the other one was drive interstate number, I believe number 18 interstate batteries car. No, I would like to let everybody know. I wish I knew more about NASCAR. And to learn more, I'm going to watch fucking Caitlin Vinci, fucking Adam Alexander, yes. old Jeff Labonte, and Shannon Spake. Dude. Who the fuck is watching these shows? Are you guys Are you kidding me? Come on, cannot hold my tongue anymore about this bullshit on this goddamn screen. Get the hell out of here. What are you Half of those fucking shows. I've never even heard of. What the fuck are we talking about? Jesus Christ. It might be a typo. I did not see uh, Boomer and Geo on there either. Oh, Definitely typo. We're not winning because Guppy's camera's out of focus right now. Fando just got to Canada too. Maybe if the Canada bet would get in there. (laughs) Any Canadians got any votes on this thing, you think? They got some good good boosts on there for the Masters for Canada. Uh, speaking of, uh, shout out to Canada, Ontario fan, those in your time. <laughs> didn't, they, didn't Canada stop doing the award shows because they just gave them the fucking Sports Rage every year? And so they decided, <laughs> why are we even doing this? Yeah. Sports Rage has wrong, won 22 straight sports Canadian Emmys. Yeah, That's right. That's what I it's Canadian Sports Emmys. Mm-hmm. Oh. And really, nobody else has even been upset about it. Because well, they understand. And it's like a Dan Patrick situation, right? Because I believe Sports Rage was sick of it, so and he wanted Com Stewart yeah, he wanted to Com Stewart. get one, but the Raging Redhead hasn't yet. All right. Well, good luck to all the people nominated. Okay? And I apologize for our ignorance over here on this particular. <laughs> I need to watch NASCAR Race Hub, though, because obviously it's a damn good show. Yeah, I agree. Now, oh. with that being said, this show stinks always True. well. And we will never be on one of those sheets of paper. Ever. But if we do, let's make sure that we understand that there's going to be a lot of other shows probably saying the very same thing that you just fucking said sure. about NASCAR Race Hub and others. Okay, that, That's fine. But we also understand, like, hey, we got a bunch of absolute fucking clowns talking into microphones over here. On their shows, you know, they must be the cream of the crop because these Emmys are getting a little out of hand. No, 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 no. Do they have like a an awards presentation? Because if somehow we yeah. were nominated one time, we all have to go. We got to roll in there like twenty five deep. Oh yeah, one car too. Imagine us in a uh, oh, like getting the, out of a clown car. The, 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 the largest, yeah, the, the Saturn. Is that what you just <laughs> yeah, if we all crammed in there, like four guys get out of the trunk, just kind of roll out, bust out the windows. No, congrats to everybody nominated. I understand that's a very real thing that goes on people's resumes, and we should. Maybe investigate and spend a little bit more time yeah. on NASCAR race up. And I realized that when you guys 
We're all listing off names of racers. And after I said Kyle Bush, I had nobody. Okay. I had absolutely nobody. And, and I was listening here if Smoke's name was mentioned. Yeah. It was, I think, and then I just repeated it. Right. <laughs> I, I need an I need to watch NASCAR race up stat. I don't know shit about fuck over there. I am pretty proud of my my brain. Terry Lebroni was in the number five Kellogg's car and Bobby was in the number eighteen interstate battery car. Yeah, but neither of the fucking Lebronis are hosting NASCAR race up. You're trying <laughs> they to are on it. No, they are not. They are not on NASCAR. They just gave them the list. Was Caitlin Vinci, Shannon <laughs> yeah. Spake, yeah. uh, Alex Alexander, and Jeff Hammond. Who do you want to be responsible? Because AJ was responsible for this award last year, and it didn't happen. Do you want to like ask someone else to do it this year? You, right? Diggs. Met. 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 Yep. Now it's Met. 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 Please, NASCAR Met. race. Can make it every day. His well, segment might get an Emmy on its own. Hey, Mitt's Mock 2.0 might bring the eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's coming up here in about 20 minutes. Can't wait for it. All right, let's hit some stuff. Stephon Diggs has reached a four-year, $70 million guarantee extension with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we are talking about this one day after fantasizing about him being an Indianapolis Colt <laughs> because there was rumblings that he was not happy with his contract status after the Devontae Adams deal, the Christian Kirk deal, the Tyreek Hill deal. Stephon Diggs had a couple years left on his contract. They renegotiate. He's not going anywhere congrats to the buffalo bills keeping an absolute stud congrats to josh allen for keeping an absolute weapon the buffalo bills seems like they're going all in hey we are going to win a super bowl here and they keep stefan Diggs around i think it's a great move your thoughts aj hawk well yeah everyone's picking them to win the super bowl right like they have the best odds on, on most things you look at so i think they understand the time they're in like hey this is our window let's maximize it do whatever we can and, and hey we talk about it all the time like how, you can manipulate the salary cap however you want, I guess. So you can pay your quarterback a ton, receivers. I mean, I don't know how you do it. You think that's why we're not for an Emmy because we always talk about salary cap being a myth? Could be. Potentially. You think this is a big salary We're giving cap? credit to them, though. We're been. giving credit to all of these GMs and these cap people that know how to manipulate everything. Well, and then maybe it's also because the way we attack people is reporting our contracts. Yeah, we, I mean, we've changed journalism. Right. I don't care what do you mean? That's not talked about. you got to hold them accountable. I want to let everybody know I don't want to, uh, we re, we remove ourselves from being able to win any Emmys. We like to not be nominated. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ever again. <laughs> Respectfully. We never won an Emmy. No, we <laughs> could do a show. This is Emmys. like the, uh, I'm not fired, I quit. Yeah. Uh -huh. yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm going to start doing. Go live from the, from outside the Emmy theater. Right <laughs> are you a little bit scared that Stephon Diggs is now in the, in the division for at least another four years? You guys are in deep shit. There yeah, was rumblings he tough. was going to go to Dallas, remember? Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Diggs, mm -hmm. brothers always wanted to play together. There was mm -hmm. eyeball emojis happening. Oh, my God, he's going to be out of there. Now you're going to have to deal with Josh Allen, who just said yes as he was excited mm -hmm. about his best friend coming back and the man who has made his career – so much better than when it started. Remember, his deep ball accuracy before Stephon Diggs got there was something everybody was questioning. This guy has like a 10% accuracy on deep balls, passes longer than 15 yards. This guy stinks. And then a lot of people, some people, you know, with brains and talking to Mike Fenn, were like, well, who's he throwing to? Who, who's he throwing the deep ball to? He had nobody, really. They bring in Stephon Diggs. Everything changes for Josh Allen in the past game. He put in a lot of work in the offseason. They've been a perfect marriage. Patriots are fucking dead, dude. No, not at all. I mean, I'm not worried about it because you know, we've seen it the past few years. Not having a J.C. Jackson is tough. I think more so, though, this season is strictly on how good Mac Jones plays because the Bills are going to score. The Finns are going to score. We played the AFC North. Three of those four quarterbacks are unbelievable. They're all going to score. Four out of four. 
Yeah, throw Mitch in there, sure. Uh, uh, they're drafting a quarterback. Yeah, Desmond Ritter. Well, Desmond Ritter is going to be a Pittsburgh. Yeah. Or Sam Howell. Yeah, yeah which also Sam Howell may be going to be a quarterback for the Steelers. He's there. He's Sam Howell, the one of the fifty visits, he's going to visit Steelers. Desmond Ritter's there today, right now. He's eating some Pramani sandwiches. Sam Howell might be the future quarterback of the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky brought the boys down to his house in Florida. That's good leadership. Let's go leadership. Let's play catch in the backyard. Let's play a little cornhole. Let's get booze up like Mac Jones is currently doing down in Florida with all his wide receivers. Dante Parker's already down there. They're beer pong partners, so that chemistry's already at an all-time Did they win? Do we know if they won? Uh, I'm going to assume they win. If Mac was just spitting on the floor like he didn't give a damn about anything. He did drop a little on the floor of that dive bar they were in playing beer pong in the back of. Hell yeah, which could have been, I mean, his own bar, because I assume he's got some investments down in Tampa. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I'm he's sure. not wearing no bulls. I just saw the spikes. So. You can't get those no bulls dirty when you're drinking beer with the boys. Well, this one he's playing catch with yeah. the boys. Uh, a lot of offseason workouts happening. AJ Hawk, how, how about the leadership? Huh? That's what. That's how it was reported that Mitchell Trubisky uh, had the boys down to his house in Florida to play catch. This is the type of leadership that everybody was talking about whenever he was coming to Pittsburgh. Aditi's reporting that out of the NFL Network. He has uh, all the Steelers pass catchers, any other quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins down to his Florida house. Mm. Come on down to Naples. Yeah. This weekend, a throw and hang out. I'm told running back Najee Harris is going too. That's smart because he's a massive mm. part of the offense. This type of leadership in the offseason by these quarterbacks, love to see it, AJ. Absolutely love to see it. What heroes, dude. Yeah, you do. I think the main thing you get from this is being around your teammates in other environments. Yeah, you're going to be thrown on the field, of course. I sure as hell hope they're, maybe if they play golf, they go play around a golf together, they hang out. They have dinner. They go play beer pong together. Yeah, yeah. That's where you get better. That's where you come together as a team. And you can't, like, measure it. But it, you've said it before. Like, when you see people in a different element, outside the locker room, outside of practice, you're like, oh, okay. I always hated this douche. This guy's actually pretty cool. <laughs> like, that happens. That guy just chugged a beer right there. No hey, one's going to say that. Good to see you, man. <laughs> I can't believe you did. I had no idea you did. Imagine Mac Jones just being an absolute sniper on that beer pong. Mm-hmm. Assume he is. If we're to judge him doing a little... On the ground, <laughs> probably pretty boozed up. To get boozed up, he's been on that table a long time. Mm-hmm. Him and De- Devontae was shirtless. I mean, they're holding court at that damn beer yeah. pong table right now. Good for them. You, might as well, you guys might go undefeated next year. It feels like we might, Pat, especially you know when Bill Belichick gets in the lab on the offensive side of the ball. People have no idea what that guy's going to come up with. He's going to come out with, what, seven offensive linemen, and then he's going to throw to one of them. No one has a clue. Uh, Tyron Matthew visited the New Orleans Saints yesterday in his visit back to Louisiana. We saw him give a speech at LSU Mm -hmm. with Brian Kelly, who's still dancing on that goddamn – He's going to turn that place. He's going to be a guy. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a great coach down there. I mean, he had Tyron Matthew. Why do you you say that? He had Tyron Matthew at practice giving speeches. If Tyron Matthew is giving you the okay, I assume recruiting-wise you're going to be all right. He's making all the right moves. And, you know, being able to recruit guys that play sports all year round down the south – it's different down there. You know, a lot of – you talk to a lot of guys uh, around the football world, they say, uh, Notre Dame ain't ever going to win a national championship. Why is that? Well, Notre Dame's running about .3 uh, seconds slower 40s than everybody that's on the field for the national champion teams. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just going to be how it goes. Brian Kelly's going to do his thing. But Tyron Matthew also stopped by the Saints facility. Who knows if that was a tour, a chit-chat, a business meeting. He said via Pro Football Talks Mike Florio, I don't think the Saints need me, but it would be good to go home. I don't know if he's playing a little leverage game, self-handicapping, what's going on. But I like that Tyron Matthew's testing the market out, AJ. Yeah, dude, I, th- I think he seems like he's taking his time. He's going to go. He's not just chasing the, the biggest contract, it seems like. So I want him to go to an absolute Maybe. legit contender. 
Well, yeah, don't me you? too. Yes, I want to see Tyron Matthew on the Indianapolis fucking Colts. What were you going to say, Tone? <laughs> well, I was going to say, in regards to Brian Kelly, I mean, Les Miles was eating grass and winning a national championship, and Coach O was slinging that thing all over campus and winning a national championship. What was he doing shirtless about to fight those dudes? Yeah, was, I don't know. St. Patty's Day. No, That's what it was. Was no, it St. Patty's Day? It looked like it was Don. It might have been St. Patty's Day, but it was Don in uh, spring break. Yeah, yeah Daytona. Yeah. Was that Daytona, Donner? I think so. How about him shirtless, good tan, yoked, yoked. If he, but if if Coach O is shirtless in a packed like college bar, he has to assume like some people are going to take some pictures of him, maybe a video here or there. Yeah, I don't know if he knew what he was doing. I think he was having a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think just by looking out, I didn't see a lot of. I, I thought maybe it was a bit. Like, did he really? do it for those kids? Like, hey, are you guys going to film me? I'll act like a, I am more you are. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know if that's what he said. You know. <laughs> He kind of licked his lips and everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a weird. I thought it was a work. I thought it was a work. Really? Yeah. You didn't. If it is, say credit to all of, all involved. Because I get. Was he on the dance me. floor? Uh, well, yeah. He's, I, I think he was, like he was that heading way. that way. Yeah. <laughs> Blacked out heading that way. <laughs> he was having a good time. As he should, by the way. National yeah. champion. Yeah. 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 There you go, coach. Do what you got to yeah. do, pal. Don't let these kids judge you. It was kind of an interesting video, though. I think we all said. God. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm not doing that when I'm that age. Who is he with? That's a question. No one. No one. That's. I think that was the biggest issue I had with the whole video. It was like somebody should be like, "Hey, Coach O, let's do this like not in front of two thousand people." <laughs> yeah. But also, hey, I guess live your life. Yeah, what if he re- just wants to live yeah. his life? He's recruiting down there. You know, hitting up the dance floor, seeing what you know what he he's likes. He's not coaching and- anywhere. He's just living uh, his I'm best not, life. I'm not talking about coaching. <laughs> He's he, for himself. A different kind of recruiting. He's seeing who, who wants to go back to the Motel 8 with him. And, you know, <laughs> go, go to the executive suite. Oh, take Coach O'Reilly. Yeah, I think so. Oh, no. Who wants to go to Look at that guy. He is yoked, though, AJ. He would run your ass over. Look at the size of that head. I, I would not mess with him. I mean, he looks. Yeah, is that a senior fo- frog? Yeah, I, think I think so. so. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Is that in the keys? Where do you think he is? And he has like, are those like khaki shorts? So he probably wasn't expecting to take his shirt off. Maybe he just got a little hot. Yeah, I think he's maybe, you know, he had a golf round and then <laughs> yep. decided to stop by afterwards, have yeah. a couple of drinks, and just, oh, they did it, Boggy, all right, dude. Then uh, the sun, the sun. <laughs> It was so hot, so humid. Yeah. Oh my god, I thought the body was bad. It's nothing like I, it. I, I feel like Coach O is just a guy. If he gets two or three of them, the the the, the pop, pop yeah, the pop, yeah. the top tarps off. With that being said, I was a man who was arrested at four a.m. shirtless, and it was twenty nine degrees. So I have zero judgment on anybody. Okay, but it is an interesting sight to see Coach O in khaki shorts all by himself, shirtless, drunk at a senior frogs walk. I like it though. <laughs> He's probably sat there his whole life, and he's driven by these awesome places. I mean, that'd be cool to be in, be involved in one of those fun situations someday. He's how many shots did he buy for the the, the guys in the back right there? That's right? what I was going to say. Those guys in the back are looking over like Coach O just told those kids he's going to rip their heads off. <laughs> what if what if that one guy was like Coach O was like I almost beat the bird in there. <laughs> it had to be a work, dude. What was that? I don't know. I'm gonna beat that everybody in there. Uh-huh. You, heard you translate that? You heard? I mean, let's be honest. Every time that guy spoke, we had no, no idea. Yeah. No, until <laughs> I love him for it. Love him, absolutely love him for it. We are Coach O's fans. We have to let that be known. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to go live his life like mm-hmm. this and do this, do whatever the hell you got to do. But somebody at some point 
should have put captions on fucking everything he did. He was probably saying some really deep stuff. And we had no idea. That man won a national championship. And nobody had a clue what he was saying at halftime or after the game. That's just a Coach O appeal. Yes. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach o. You knew All you knew he was saying was go Tigers at the end. Well, nah. Always where you make it. All right. Uh, let's take some phone calls here before we get uh, to a break. Let's go to Drunk Luke in Pennsylvania. Speaking of, he was maybe a senior frogs over there in Pennsylvania. Drunk Luke, what's going on, pal? Fat boys, how you doing? Hey, what you doing? Boys, you there? Yeah, Drunk Luke, how you doing, pal? Hello? Hello, Drunk Luke. Oh, I'm going to do it again. All right, there it is. My bad. Shit broke up. Yeah, uh, I think right. I'm still fucked up from when you sent me to that patron saint in Indianapolis back in June. Oh, we got... Oh, Drunk Luke, this uh, is a guy. Hey, this is a good guy. This is a good dude, actually. He came to the uh, Further Brand event, I believe. Asked me where to head afterwards, go to the patron saint, and I guess they gave him all of the tequilas that they had, and they have all of the tequila. Hey, appreciate you coming out here, dude. How you doing? Good, man, good. How you boys doing? Hey, not too shabby, pal. What do you want to talk about? I got two things for you. Great. Um, first... Why won't your boy Ballard pay for a receiver? Do they just not want any weapons besides Taylor out there at all? Does he not want a championship? He offered, and who knows if this is real or not. Maybe I'm making it up. We don't know. He offered four years, $69 million guaranteed to Stephon oh, Diggs. That's right. Wow. We don't know if that's true. $70 million, just one more million. You know, <laughs> that, and that, that was really the straw that broke the entire deal's back right there. So we don't know what is happening behind closed doors is what I'm trying to say. Maybe he has some offers. Allegedly, uh, Stephen Holder, who writes for The Athletic now, covers the Colts. He said that there was an offer out to Tyron Matthew, but what Tyron Matthew was looking for and what the Colts offered was a little bit different. I think he put that out in a tweet. I don't know if he was saying he heard that if he knew that or if that was definitely the case but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes drunk luke that's what i think is is a pretty big deal and we won't know until after all this shit comes out you know fair enough fair enough and then for all you at the office and for the hammer down boys why don't you just go ahead and lock in a futures bet Pittsburgh Penguins to bring home Lord Stanley fucking yeah, cup. Yeah, that's right. You Bruins fans yeah, would know nothing right. about that, you Hell fucking yeah. losers. Yeah, right. And then the Red Wings, you get a win over the Bees. Way to go. You lost your last seven before <laughs> that. <laughs> right now. We're looking on to next year. They're in huh? tank mode beating the Bruins. Oh. in tank mode. Hey, you saw what Colorado Avalanche did to Pittsburgh Penguins last night? What's that all about? They did it a couple days before, too, right? Yeah, and then we... Lost to the Rangers twice, and then we got the Capitals this weekend. If we become the Eagles of the fucking NHL and we can't beat a single good team, I'm going to start getting really upset with my sources, who I continue to tell me that the Penguins, greatest program in the NHL. What the fuck is going on, Nick? Oh, you, you're putting this on me? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a fair and objective fan when it comes to Pittsburgh Penguins. I state precisely where they stand. Uh, you know, some people like to put a little pressure on them. They like to turn up the heat a little bit, say, hey, Live up to the expectations. These yeah. are the greatest players in the NHL, and this yeah. is the best team. Yep. They have been the model franchise yep. outside of the Tampa Bay Lightning, who've also won two back-to-back -back, uh, oh, first cheat. teams to do it since the bum Red Wings bought all their players in 2000 before the salary cap. They cheat, too. Oh, yeah. all right, let me tell you this. Well, no, I, what I heard from Nick there is that we're winning the Stanley Cup, so that is your fault because I just heard everything I just heard you say, <laughs> which is what you hear you say all the time. I just heard that we're winning the Stanley Cup. What are you going to say, Tone? The Avs are the favorite to win the Stanley Cup right now, okay? You remember who was the favorite to win the Goodwill Games back in D2 when Team USA was the Muddy Ducks? Iceland. It was Iceland. Okay. Goddamn right. You know who won? Who lifted the cup in that? Quack. 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 Quack.
this is life right. imitating art right now. Yeah. We are the Mighty Ducks representing the United States. Wait until AJ's brother-in-law, let's go shake their hands. Yeah, that's all they're going to be doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. After we triple deke you guys to fucking death. Wait till the goalie's the shooter, dude. Yeah. The, oh. the Stanley Cup is coming home, and there ain't nothing anybody can do about it. <laughs> Most guys have tried numerous different ways to last longer in the sack, but thinking about Mitt's latest mock draft doesn't always work. Oh, no, no, definitely always. not. That's why the folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer lasting, better sack. Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. Roman Swipes are a clinic, uh, clinically proven way to last longer in the sack. They're effective, easy to use, and fact acting, and they don't require a prescription. Okay. Oh, perfect. And they deliver to your door in discreet packaging so nobody even knows you got your tag team partner in your back pocket. Nice. I love that. Super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry, you're good to go. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash Pat and get $10 off your first order of swipes plus free two-day shipping. Make sure you click the link in the description, get $10 off swipes so you can start having longer lasting, better sex. <laughs> AJ, you got to get this Grand Slam champion. Oh, so yes, sick. you do. I, I didn't think I was. Uh, I could. So yeah, I'm definitely going to check. Download right now. Thirty states. We were so mind blown by all of it. Their status. Hey, do you want any boosts for the Masters? Yes, we got a Tiger, not the bogey on the first three holes, minus one fifty to plus one hundred. Live right now. Yes. On the bogey or worse. I don't know about that one. Par five, second hole. Wait, so he can't bogey one of the first three holes? Is what you're saying? Yeah, that, that was. By the way, originally I was minus 150, like super favorite for that not to happen, I guess. And it's, if he gets past the first hole, then it should is. be good. Yes. Yeah. So it's plus 100 now. It's even money. Okay. So basically, that's a good quick bet for golf that we boosted to plus 100. Shout out to them. I think we have some other ones coming out this weekend as well. And we kind of rolled through that. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, how's this going? Good. Okay, what do you think about this? Okay, any ideas? Yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. Well, what else do we need to talk about? Oh, yeah. We... um. Uh, oh, yeah. Vandals in Canada. Right. That's going well. If you could chat about that, that'd be cool. Uh, you guys, you know, I, I know you're pretty pumped about Canada getting Vandal. We are. Shout out. Anything else? Oh, yeah. We kind of rolled out this, uh, it's called Fandle Face Off. Oh. It's a bunch of games you can actually bet on. It's in 30 states, which is more states than sports gambling is in. And, uh, yeah, you only have to be 18 or 21 plus, depending on the thing. And we're like, what is it? Well, you play like Wheel of Fortune or like a home run derby type thing or a basketball thing or a chess thing. I'm like, what? Huh? Like, hey, it's an app. You got to download it. it. It directly connects to your FanDuel Sportsbook. So you have money in there. You can gamble like 60 cents, uh, like 12 bucks, five bucks. You can gamble and play against other people in these challenges that are skill based that you can definitely get better in. Uh, so we're allowed to do it or whatever. And we're like, Sounds like a bunch of bullshit, whatever. Mm -hmm. Hey, thanks for wasting time. You know, <laughs> yeah. hey, Vandal, thanks for wasting time on that. You know, that's great. And then we downloaded it all immediately after the show. And we're like, this is the greatest fucking idea of all yeah. time. Yeah. Unbelievable. These are genius. These are genius ideas. This is an incredible game. The baseball one, you'll get lost in there, AJ. Oh, you yeah. will get lost in there. I would imagine what, there's four games now. There's going to be a hundred five, like five. The next month. There's five games, and yeah, they said this is just the first. This is just the first, first wave. There's going to be Grand Slam champion. champion. There's going to be more and more. Yeah, Grand Slam yeah. champion is going to be tough to beat. Though. Yeah. Does anybody else have anything remotely similar? Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. I, I haven't heard if there is. This is going to sound like 
uh, like a, a lie or whatever. I've literally never used any other sports book ever, mm-hmm. you know, since it's become legal. I've never used any other sports book ever. I've only used FanDuel. I enjoy it. I'm cool with it. It never, it never lets me down. I'm able to bet on whatever. And I don't know if anybody else is doing this, but I'm assuming there's going to be imitators. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it is. Yeah, good luck with the wireframe. Bro, 60. Yeah, good luck with the wireframe. It's deep, you know, because everything has to be le- uh, like competitive. Uh-huh. Yeah competitively equal so like there can't be a glitch on that thing like you have to be able to mm-hmm. 60 cents though sounds like nothing my problem might have lost uh, 60 bucks last night <laughs> yeah. yeah how many times he was playing your matches yeah. oh he, yeah he got hot in that basketball game though i guess Wish. like how long would one say you're playing one game for 60 cents in the basketball game how long does a game normally take well the fo- the Basketball, I have no idea. It's a certain amount of time. I yeah, think. there's like a focus thing where you can stop the clock too. So I feel like those games can last a little bit longer. I mean, Grand Slam champion is where it's at. It's a minute thirty, and it's just fucking. You know, you're just sitting dead red, hitting dingers. Could be quicker though if you accidentally hit an out or whatever, because you're five out, True. so it well, could be faster than yeah. that. You stink if you're hitting out. Kings Crossing, it's two to three minutes. Brown just said it's a hundred seconds, I guess, in the basketball game. Same as awesome. Grand Slam champion. It's amazing. That was a brilliant idea, but so yeah. smart. And it's it's legal in like every like fantasy football uh, oh, state. Yeah, your DFS uh-huh. accounts can link up to it. What does that mean? Yeah. Daily fantasy sports. Nailed Bingo. It. Right. Welcome to the game, <laughs> asshole. Do one of you, are, are, are one of the boys starting a, a fantasy football show? No, I thought they might. Well, we a couple years in a row we've we said yeah we're gonna do fantasy and then. Just realize gambling is just better, but yeah, yeah. Is fantasy going to be dead with gambling so prevalent? There's always going to be a fantasy community. This is what I've learned. There's always going to be a fantasy community, but I will let the fantasy community know that I do appreciate the hell out of their um, like dedication, commitment. Their how great that community has been. I know boys, a lot of boys in here play fantasy football. It's a lot of fun, but I believe the money earned from sports gambling and a lot of these same fantasy sites versus the money earned from fantasy. In those sites is uh, is uh, yeah, exponential. Pretty. So I would assume there's going to be a lot more focus going forward from some of these companies on making sports gambling, like adding what people love from fantasy, somehow making it bets in gambling, so that it just can be more. Fit. I think I'm not. This is me not knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. Just kind of getting a read on what I've heard from people and the stats that I've seen. So fantasy will always exist. But I do believe they are gonna, there's going to be a lot of temptation for the fantasy people to come over to uh, FanDuel Sportsbook and kind of get their rocks off like that. Because you can use your brain that you have in fantasy and all the research and time commitment and just benefit from it immediately in sports gambling as well with how many different bets they have. Yep. You know what I mean? I'm just excited because I know baseball kicks off soon. I'm always a big time baseball fantasy player, so oh, I didn't I, think about I'm putting sports. my roster together right now. Are you really? Who, who's uh, number one overall? Fucking uh, Thor, dude. No, I mean I'm absolutely. Not. I'm blown away that there is fantasy baseball. That's the only reason I brought it up. Like, it sounds like <laughs> the most time consuming situation there is. Where's your guy <laughs> announcing at this year, AJ? All right, who's so, my guy, Goop? Let's talk. You know. Herb Street. Herb Street's on Amazon. Herbie. Yeah. Amazon. Goop. He's on Amazon. Goop. No, you're baseball. I thought guy. we were talking baseball. Castellanos is a Philly now. Yeah, you love Tom Brenneman. You yeah. don't have to like backtrack, but I mean. It's Marty not- Brenneman. Marty mm-hmm. Brenneman is a legend. That's not what you were saying. What about Which one? Marty's the dad, right? Yes. 
the son is the one who's long driving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. I pride myself. And AJ said he yeah hasn't watched a Reds game since he got fired. That was the end of it. That's very nice of AJ. I've, to also, do that. I've uh, done a fantasy baseball league before. It is the worst thing ever. You got to change your thing every day. Zed. It's the most time-consuming thing of all time. I tried getting out of the league the first day. Yeah, they force you to stick around or get a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> 162 games. Yeah, you got to fill every single game where you get a tattoo on your face, bro. We know who the number one pick is, too. Shohei Otani. Otani. Yeah. Is he playing every game or no? He is. He's, 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 a lot. he's the opening day starter. And mm-hmm. he's allowed to DH, too, right? Yeah. If he doesn't, uh, if they take him out of the game and mm-hmm. also every other game he can DH. Yep. So Shohei Otani's in every game. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's that dude. Probably. That team still stinks, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Big time. That is a bummer. When's this, the opening day? Tomorrow. tomorrow. tomorrow hey, I learned that earlier today, too. Who is it? Uh, there's like nine it's supposed games. supposed to be Red Sox, Yankees, but it got postponed. Yeah, so the Reds, the Reds used to always be Seven opening games. day, like the first game. Yeah, was, That's because there's a big parade in Cincinnati, too, right? No. Yes. But they were always the first game for There's Sunday. a massive parade in Cincinnati. There On is. opening day? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm, I I was unaware. Some fan, on my dude. Calendar, Brewers, first day. Brewers, Cubs get it started at two twenty tomorrow. Oh, yeah. okay. Are you betting on that? You guys are gonna have a bunch of first fives. Huh? Oh yeah, I'm, we're dialed in. Already. Yeah, but at what point of the season should we expect you to actually fucking know what you're talking? Sixty about? days. Oh, uh, you no, no. Okay, sixty days. No, Self handicap by tone for two months. You hop in right away, my. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. He said. How long until you know exactly how like what team's gonna be? We don't got to worry about the sticky stuff like last year too. That kind of oh, threw us for a loop yeah. mid season. Oh yeah, when people are getting patted down yeah. with TSA. I mean, they're <laughs> still gonna do it this year, but at least from the get go, we'll know who the strip is search or who is good. After NBA and NHL playoffs, you can right. start paying attention. Fauci okay. throwing out the first pitch. Do we know? Not if he's wearing AJ? a fucking mask. No, in Milwaukee, I think. Well, I saw Roy Williams wearing a mask. Or actually, it's in Chicago. His first one was very successful. And Justin Fields is. Justin Fields throwing out the first opening pitch? News to me, that's not true. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, and uh, Zach Taylor will be doing it for the Reds. Nice. That's one pitch. That's cool. Oh, they each get Joe's throwing it to Zach Taylor. And then he'll throw it to Chase, and Mm -hmm. then they'll throw it to the starting catcher. And Brennerman throws the last one. All right. He throws it into the long drive down there. <laughs> Tough for baseball at the opening days during the Masters. Yeah, they should have done it. They should have moved it to Monday. Yeah, but baseball doesn't, doesn't care. It doesn't baseball matter. goes through seven point. different seasons. Yeah, it's a local TV. Baseball yeah. is going to have to battle against the goddamn World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be close, yeah. Maybe. Baseball starting tomorrow and ending at the World Cup, which is a Thanksgiving. Awesome. It's the so worst sport the of all best. time. What yeah. network is carrying the World Cup? What, how do I watch? All of them. ESPN, ABC. Is that real? Do we ESPN, know that? ESPN, ABC. Sometimes I don't think Fox okay. usually gets it though. Well, that's because they got a NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah and they have right. the Champions. The club. Concacaf Nations League draw was the other day. Okay. Oh yeah, what's that? Are we playing in that? Are we trying to win that or not? That's the one you guys won. It Defending was the inaugural the one last year. Oh, so it's every year that tournament. That's the Concacaf. Yeah. It's like the Fuck. bubble. It's like we a, don't it's need like being a bubble one. champion, right? We. What's that, pal? It's like being a bubble champion, like the Lakers. What? Is that what it is? No. Is it what? the first year and they just threw it together during COVID? No. 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 It's a fucking new tradition. Fox has Ass the World Cup, by the way. Why are we playing it? We should sit out. Yeah. We're focused on this. Bigger fish Lombardi. to fry here, boys. There's 700 different tournaments. Like, what are we doing? Well, there's the CONCACAFA. Then there's the World Cup. Then it's there's not the Europe. CONCACAFA, I'm guessing, right? No, it CONCACAFA. I'm so confused. I don't follow this, obviously. Listen, Barcelona isn't in any of these teams. Barcelona is all the way back. Dude. A wagon? Oh, yeah. They're in second right now behind Real because they had a slow start. Who's their best player? Second? Barcelona? On Barcelona? Yeah. Pedri. Oh. The thing about Barcelona, they said, grab the horses. 
we got a wagon. Boom. And now they are heading west. Mm -hmm. And they are taking the world by storm. They're going to win the Europa League. If you can take a future, take Barcelona. Over the Europa League? To win the Europa League. Okay, so the Europa Europa League? The Europa League is when you don't make Champions League or you get eliminated early from the Champions League. This is the NIT. More or less. The Europa League? What about that guy that almost died? Is he on Barcelona? He's fucking not. He's He's on on Dortmund. He's on Brentford, dude. Erickson? He scored for the fans at that Mexico Stadium. Jeez. No, no, no. Those people are very. When is the soccer Lombardi and are any of our guys going to get hurt before then? Right. Long season still, my friend. Pulisic is playing today again. Get the fuck up. Get off the field. Yeah. Playing against Real Madrid today, my friend. Champions oh, League. Champions. Jesus Christ. Champions League. It's going to be Champions. awesome. I hope he's headbutting people that like Zlatan. Yeah, that'd be probably, sick. He probably just Zinedine. scored and just started. Zidane. Zizou. Zizou. Yeah. Zidane Zidane. There it is. Zizou. <laughs> Hey, we're winning that soccer Lombardi, AJ. That's all you need to know. Hell yeah. November. November, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember. Remember. I heard the game's getting longer. Is that real? That can't be right. I that just, can't be right. You can't have a, a World that Cup was... in Qatar and extend the game. Yeah, they got those fans on the side. Yeah. yeah. The mega they got the air conditioning, all the fucking wind. That Why not? Need. It's already so clear like how much time is always left in a soccer there game. Is. Anyway, why not just add time to the beginning? What don't do get mad because you don't understand the game. Right, because I don't understand a, a clock that doesn't mean anything to anybody, and only one person mean. knows how long It's it a means. suggestion, the clock, but no. also, listen. It's the only sport in the world where it's a suggestion. Don't well, let your ignorance be a problem. Bingo. Too, by the way. What? At least we the can see the NFL clock, shit. though. True. Heavy. Foxy, we can right? see the NFL Fox clock. We know if the guy's screwing it. That's the dumbest thing. No, ever. they they put the, the they put the thing up before it starts. Yeah, you can see it in soccer too. Yeah. yeah. What thing? What do they put up? They put they up put a sign that says how many time. minutes yeah. are added. Yeah, plus at the four. end of the game though, right? No, yeah. plus four. Yeah, ninety minutes or at eighty-eight minutes, eighty-seven yeah. minutes. They'll lift it and go five minutes, six minutes. Yeah. And then, by the way, that can adjust, too, if somebody's fucking selling on a hard yeah, sell right. in overtime and they're going to need to add it. They want, some, do some games have no no overtime play? Uh, doubtful. Because they want the full 90 minutes to be played. They mm-hmm. want to respect the game. Yeah. If there's a time being taken for then substance. stop the clock if a guy's flopping on the ground. Oh, that, that ain't the game. I'm with AJ. Call the beautiful game for a reason. Bro, I'm with AJ. Right. Adding another I'm 10 minutes to that game. And you guys are all taking this old man, nothing. get off my lawn. Listen, you're, listen, your ignorance is showing. Okay? <laughs> when you're talking about the Thocker Lombardi. Yeah. What, uh, how many minutes are they adding to make it a cool 100? I, it's a bad rumor, but they did say 100 minutes game so it'd be happen. 50 minute half Fucking smart. smart these move. guys have never watched can i please watch christian Polithic for another 10 minutes i would oh, like true. to do that okay because i was gonna say no one needs an extra 10 minutes of soccer in any of these games yeah. well if anything we maybe take 10 to 15 guys, are guys watch 140 baseball games on, hey dude. it is what it is a, don't respect don't disrespect so the game so we <laughs> put a cross net in there and have no goalies then you'll really see who's at here oh, we go. Lacrosse that would be sweet. Lacrosse should be an Olympic sport too. Maybe we take fucking middle linebacker out of the NFL. Dude, what are we talking about? Jeez. All right. Seems <laughs> seems like the same thing we're talking about. Barcelona? No, taking a taking a middle backer out and taking the uh, goalies out of, of soccer. We'll make it seven on seven. That's what you're trying to do anyways. Mm-hmm. Football. That's I'd right. probably just focus on trying to stop Harry Kane if I was you, AJ. Oh. <laughs> don't you fucking worry about Harry Kane. I don't, I don't play. I'm a big Harry Kane fan. No, no, we hate him. We hate him. We hate him. Not this year. <laughs> Harry Kane. We hate him until Christmas. Boy. We hate that guy until Christmas, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Goom? 
Yes. Yeah. Goom's got two other teams in the fucking World Cup. In our group. Our yeah. yeah, in our group. It's unbelievable. Canada and yeah. England. Well, I pay taxes, and, you know, Canada made it for the first time in 65 years or something. Hell yeah. So he's got a little Hell double yeah. dip. Double dip is, the, uh, is the home team in Qatar? Are they going to be good? Yeah, they're, they're a one-pod team, too. They get yeah. a one seed immediately. They, uh, so they are a legit team, though? They no, are. Uh, they're good. They, they have the worst odds in their group to get out of it. Okay. They also brought in a bunch of people that aren't from Qatar to play for their team. Smart. It's a classic USA move. <laughs> what are you talking about? Our last World Cup, we had like yeah, eight guys from Germany. Germany. Jones. Yeah, they all yeah. had ties to you. No, they, I'm very happy that that coach has been. Yeah. That guy hated America. Do you have to be born in America to play for the American team? You have to have an American parent, I believe. Yeah. So a lot of military folks sometimes, yeah. you know. American citizens. That's why they try and cap players early, because once you're capped, you cannot play for another country. Mm -hmm. So they try and cap players when they're like 17 or 18. What does that mean exactly? Career they, appearance. Like, yeah, play for the team. Once you play for a country, you cannot change. Yeah. Wow. That's why country runs deeper than club. That's why Christian Polithic needs to get healthy and Big stay deal. healthy. Yeah. Come play. Don't worry about these champions clubs because once we become, win the soccer Lombardi, nobody cares about the goddamn champions well, club. Exactly. No. Unless Liverpool wins the quadruple this year. Well, they can walk alone. I don't give a fuck about that. They're walking with us. No, they're not walking with us. They're walking with Zeke. Zeke! <laughs> find out his last name. Is it saying Gucci, like we said? No, you <laughs> dickhead. It's Samson. <laughs> we did. Samsoni. Yeah. Zeke Samsoni. Okay. No, I sent it in yesterday. I hope that I hope every arena just screams Zeke when he walks out. They better. It's Elias' little brother right there, dude. Where's Elias? So how, how long has Elias been out of the game? Long time. Feels like it's so been like a year. This was big news when his his younger brother stepped in, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the family. This guy's second generation. Yeah. Why don't they have him be a tag team? Have him wrestle together. Well, we maybe. Don't we don't know what's, what's going to happen. We don't know where Elias is. He's currently missing. Might be dead. He's on the lamb or whatever. Hopefully his brother Zeke can find him. Well, King let's hope Abel. that's not the case because if Zeke killed Elias, we're going to have to really turn on Zeke. Yeah. Ezekiel is not going to have a good rep if Elias is in the ground. We'll send Ezekiel to a fucking Barcelona jail. Yeah. Okay, we would never see him again if he killed Elias because we all walked with that guy for a long time. <laughs> Barcelona jails, too. Tough oh, fit. I've seen him in Locked Up Abroad. Mm -hmm. <gasps> you should see the food that they're feeding them. Uh, absolute slop. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this show fucking sucks. Sports, <laughs> sports Emmy. Okay. Next year, next year we're gonna try to get one. Yeah, that's right. Get on it. Came strong today. Yeah. The Dan Patrick show is gonna win this year. Congrats to Dan. Second place NASCAR race hub. Congrats, 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 Congrats Bobby. Jeff Hammond. Bobby Labonte. Alex Alexander. Katie Vinci. Rusty Wallace. He's on Ooh. show. Daryl Waltrip. Kyle yeah. Busch. DW. Greg Biffle. Smoke. Oh. Smoke. That's why he had to sell his house. Smoke. Like Dale Jr. Why is anyone mentioned Dale Jr.? Because he's with Marty and McGee, you yeah. dipshit. <laughs> he has his own podcast, though, doesn't he? <laughs> also, the only Dale J I know Mark. is Dale Jarrett cruising around in the 88th uh, UPS Brown car. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, green flag racing, pal. You fucking yeah. nailed that right there. Yeah. Why was a boomer on that list? We uh, said it. He's probably on a radio show. Do we have more Emmy? Uh, is there any more Emmy noms out there? I haven't seen them. There's got to be There was a bunch there. I feel like they were mostly the same for every one. Fucking bullshit. Good morning football needs a win. Did like, one. What other subject or what I other categories are they nominated? Uh, Breakthrough. There's got to be like talent. sports personality. You're not up for like sports personality of the year. Or what about actor of the year? 
actor of the year. Actor of the year. Sports are year. Sports are of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Sports are. Sports are of the year. Talker of the year. Acho. Duh. Repeat champion. Layup won last year as well. Jules Mm -hmm. is up for one. Who? For inside the NFL. Jules Edelman. Fuck off. (laughs) What? Outstanding personality emerging on Julian Edelman, Greg Olson, Taylor Rooks, Eli Manning, Malik Andrews. Congrats to oh, Malik is going to win that one. Yeah. Emerging just means like, does that mean first year? Like, is that why you're not on the category? No, no, no. Listen, stop. With <laughs> no, I'm dead, I'm dead serious. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass either, but why emerging? Does that just mean like up and comer or new guy? Yeah, new person? exactly. Yeah, like I've been around. You know what we, I mean? We're already established. Outstanding personality, sport <laughs> event analyst, Troy Aikman, Gary Danielson, Chris Collinsworth, Herbie, Peyton Manning. Oh, Herbie. Sorry, but I don't think you're going to win another way. Yeah, hey, congrats, Peyton. Hey. That, that, hey, that's the group of <laughs> death in the Emmys, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's Those pods are all pod ones. Yeah. That's all pod one. Type so Greg Danielson, too? Gary. Gary Dude. Danielson. Here we go. Here's another one. Uh, outstanding football. studio analyst, Jay Billis. Herbie. Hey, Come on, Herbie. Woo. Dave Burleson. What? Hey. Chuck Barkley. Kenny Smith got it over. Chuck. Harold Reynolds. Let's go. Congrats. Harry Burleson get up yeah, there Yeah, how does that sports. work? He was. Oh, he's a news guy. Yeah. Yeah, well, when you can bounce from Afghanistan right into fucking, you know, who had the best catch of the day on Nickelodeon, that's what you get. It's called toe drag swag, dude. Well, no, now it's called the MVP All of the right. week. So let's go. Studio host Reese Davis, Rich Eisen, Ernie Johnson, Mike Tarico, Scott Van Pell. Hey, congrats. A lot of respect ah, for all the hosts right here. Ernie. Strong so, group. So I could have been in four of those, I guess, right? Technically. So far, yeah. yeah. There's probably more. These are all people that be, it's probably oh, it's probably us as well, right? I mean, I mean, this one is <laughs> horseshit, dude. Fan control football, Raw, Emotions United. Is that Monday Night Raw? Uh, uh, Paralympic.org. Uh, MLB Home Run Derby, MLB XR, the Players' Chomp- Championship, Every Ooh. Shot Live. Ooh. What the fuck is this? What are you talking about? Is this, is this a real Emmy, actually? Yeah. It's about the portal. What's digital innovation? That would be what we're doing, right? Uh, you know? Sure. So we could have been win? in a couple of It'd be of like putting the, having, having our own ticker up there. You know, oh, I mean, that would be a sweet digital innovation. Or the no, because fan controlled football just as a whole is something because it was on Twitch, right? Yeah, what the fuck? OCW probably could have. OCW, we gotta put that up next year. We gotta do at least one show. We got a couple storylines cooking still. Oh, yeah. yeah, OCW got robbed when it first came out, too. Hey, listen, who's on this task? Thanks, Mitt. Mitt, there's like four or five of them we're supposed to we could try yeah. to get into. All right, Mitt, don't ever fucking forget it. I think he's already working on 3.0. Yeah, Mitt, we need a pitch deck. No, he can't. He should be celebrating on 2.0 right now. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he had a fucking perfect game. He had a Grand Slam championship. That's true. He scored 250 on a Grand Slam championship. <laughs> Back in the you know film room, LSU AJ, Pro Day. AJ, get your ass in the FanDuel face-off mm-hmm. and get that work. I'm going to. Can I play against you? Yeah. 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 So I can find you and do it. Yep. Well, yeah, no. that's actually a part of the. <laughs> they do need to fix some things. Like completely random. My screen name on there, I can't change. Yeah, and it's like All right, I don't love that. And What's your screen name? I'm not saying it. Wow. People know it's me though when I show. Did you make it though? Yeah, I made it to sign up the FanDuel. Yes. Which you never see, right? You didn't know it was going to be a public screen name if you go do this. Okay. Boom, yeah. So they got to fix that. I think there's some things they got to fix. It's kind of a roll. What is it like, Big Johnson 34 or something? 
Like you're some high school kid? John Thin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> That's not a thing. No, We're not no. making that a thing. No, no, no. Yeah. What? What, well, what, well, you, the, the, what are you saying? The whole a list for everything. <laughs> That's why we're not up for any Emmy. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> good news. The Alpinist is up for an Emmy. Is it? Okay. No. Is it really? That yeah. was good. Emmy, Emmy, yeah. sports Emmy. Sports I Emmy. loved. What about the macaque documentary? Is that up? That one did not make it. That one, oddly enough, not eligible for a sports Emmy. What did they not see the climb to the top? Yeah, you're talking. It was like the aggro crag that bitch went up and killed everybody. Long documentary, 144, LFG, the stop right there. Yep, the alpinist. Uh, Sir Alex Ferguson never give in. Vice versa, fear of a black quarterback on Vice TV, Paramount, Netflix, HBO, HBO Max, and ESPN. Hmm. And uh, what's this all about? You were talking about Tony Hawk's. Tony Hawk will probably win next year. Last night, yeah, I watched Tony Hawk's talk last night on HBO. It's awesome. Is it good? Yeah. I like Tony Hawk. I'll watch. I didn't even know he had one. I couldn't sleep because I was up till four thirty on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. No, so that's kind of offset everything. And I was hungover and I'm sore today. I feel better than I felt yesterday. I think I'm one sleep away, you know, from being nice. from being back. So my sleep schedule there is all kind of fucked. So I watched that Tony Hawk talk. That guy loves skating. Yeah, I'm pumped. Loves skating. Still, right? Yes. And they talk about that. That's a massive part of like the last 45 minutes of the doc. Like, like who's going to have the intervention almost? Like, that's the... Mm-hmm. Guy just broke his back a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. And this is after this documentary was filmed, whenever they were talking about... Is that, was he the one that had the cane? Yes. yes. Yeah. He'll never... They, it's a big part of the documentary. You watched it all. He was groomed to be, by the way, the skater. best. Mm-hmm. He's like Tiger Woods of skating. I didn't. I didn't know that. I didn't know the entire backstory. But he was ever since he was a kid. It was like he was groomed to be the face of skateboard, basically. And he just wanted to show, 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 show or event, event, event. He said he'd get a big check for like ten thousand dollars on uh, Sunday from an event that he would go win. Tony Hawk. He would have to put it in the. Uh, like the cabinet in the commercial plane up in the front. And then the next morning, you'd have to go to high school and have a bunch of his tests. And then it was like every weekend for like three years, he was doing that. Jesus. Just working. Work, 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 work. And he said, probably some development, you know, I missed out on. I was like, Where's he from? Uh, Delmar? I think Delmar. That was back, they had footage of them skating in like actual pools and shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was... Is really awesome. Pumped. There's some in, there's some injuries though that are like tough yeah. to watch. I did a lot of oh, mm-hmm. ah, yeah. watch. Oh yeah, a lot of ah. His daughter's getting into it, so you assume he might slow down just because he's passing really? the torch a little bit. No, he's no spoiler. He's, older, he's got a son like in his late twenties, doesn't he? That skates. Yeah, mm-hmm. good hair on that guy. No spoiler. He's not stopping. He's still skating. Yeah, he is. No, no spoilers. He's, he's like a coach. He's going to die with the clicker in his hand. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's basically what they were saying. Like, he's, ah, uh, you, you should watch it. Yeah. HBO did a great job. It's he can long. always get records, too. He'd be like the oldest person to do like the moves he does, right? Like, just always being the kid. Mm-hmm. So he's created over 100 it. moves. Yeah. So. Damn. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, so like back whenever skateboarding was just kind of becoming a thing, he was the kid that was just making up all the moves. So whenever he would show up at these things, he was getting made fun of a lot from the skating community because he was this young kid, but he was coming in just doing this absurd shit, and he would win every event, basically, because nobody Damn. else would do anything. And then he would go home, and he would just skate, 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 yeah. skate, 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 skate. Then he would do an event, win, do some new move. It was like he never had a, a place where he'd show up at, and he didn't have a new move. So he made, they're like, he made like hundreds Holy and shit. hundreds of moves, I guess. Yeah, so he is 
the guy. Yeah, I'm pumped for it. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really nice. Really, really good. Long doc, too. Worth mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Worth watching. I he think. seems like he's never had any issues either. Like, clean-cut dude. Has he ever had any kind of... So you learn a lot about Tony Hawk in there. It was okay. good. Cool. I'll watch. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. What time are you guys going live for uh, Hammer? Dime. Dime. Uh, 3.45. Big thanks to um, Bobby Wagner. Bless you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Terrell Owens stopping by. Nice. T.O. gave us a good convo in the first mm-hmm. hour. Oh, yeah. I heard some of it, actually. It's good. 48 years old. He's saying he's running 4-4 right now. Why? I mean, he looks the exact same as he did 25 yeah. years ago. Yep. So. Got a text from some people that said, he, he's going to have to prove that one. <laughs> yeah. he, and I think that's why he said it out loud, by the way, is because he's yeah. ready and willing to go prove it. We'll be back tomorrow with another big show. We got a couple good guests, I think, tomorrow. Don't we? Is that tomorrow or Friday? Mm-hmm. No. Tom- I heard a rumor name for tomorrow. It sounds like someone we would love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mike Vrabel's on tomorrow. Yeah. Oh! What? What time? Uh, when you're on. Okay, good. Yeah, that, that was a that was a decision Let's that was go. made, you know, to have you on at the same time because he's going to get roasting somebody. I hope it's not just me. So I wanted it's, more. Yeah, oh, he'll definitely come after me. Yeah, yeah, trust he, me. yeah he's going to come after <laughs> me. I believe too. I've seen some texts that I've been a part of. Yeah, so I wanted to spread the love, you know, spread the hate mm-hmm. for Braves. Can't wait to chat with him. Uh, and also, happy birthday, Tim. Tim McAfee. Happy birthday, Tim. Happy birthday, Tim. And Andrew. And Andy. Andy. Big Drew. It's not Andrew Whitworth. No. How awesome would it be if it was some dude that legit was yelling at him right before he picked up? He, he called us like, hey, sweet car, man. And he's like, oh, hold on. I got to do McAfee. And the guy's like, hey, tell him I'm a big fan. That was Andrew. That's my birthday, man. Fucking say happy birthday to me. <laughs> he did. Wagner, good guy. Nice guy. Yeah. yeah. T.O. gave us a great interview as well. Can't thank them enough. Can't thank you for watching. It is National Bitcoin Week, I guess. Yeah, perfect And we timing. gave away a Bitcoin yesterday, and then we, we've given away two Bitcoins this week because whoever won the bracket challenge, which Bruce Brown is figuring out right now, mm-hmm. and yesterday we've given away two Bitcoins on National Bitcoin Week. We did that on purpose. Well, yeah. yeah. Obviously, knew we knew it. that was the case. Great plan. Knew it. We knew that was the case, AJ. In it, the universe. Maybe that's what that alien did whenever it flew by our plane. Yep. It was like, hey, just here you go, man. Here's natural, intuitive feeling about it being natural, national Bitcoin. So it was Elon. It was Elon. Alien. Oh, yeah. exactly. Elon. Wow. I just love Bitcoin. Man. Just so much vindication when I saw that photo. I'm like, that's yeah. exactly what the fuck it was right there. Great win. Right there. What is that? Somebody tell me. I want to see what happens. I want to see like a couple years from now, where are we going to be with this whole thing? They're going to destroy the earth. We're not going to be dead, dude. We're supposed to live till at least 2040. Remember, that's a new Y2K. Yeah. Yeah, that was if Earth wasn't taken over by aliens. That was just natural resources. Bro, aliens are going to want to bullshit with us. They let us just fly right (laughs) through the sky. They would have eliminated us. Let me go talk to them. Oh, yeah. yeah, You think they would have wasted? Come on, dude. Listen, (laughs) if we need to have a conversation with the aliens, I would love to be one of the ones that goes. Okay, I would love to be one of the ones that chat. If we got to fight them, you know who we're sending. We got yeah. a guy. Yes. Go ahead, Brock. Mm-hmm. Please. Send the beast. For the good of all of us. And I'll probably, by the way, I'll probably be standing there as well. Yeah. Yeah. With Heyman. Do you want to talk before this? Ha- I don't want to. <laughs> you want, are you sure you want this to happen? Look at this fucking dude. By the way, uh, Sunday, they yeah. had a shot at him. <laughs> Absurd. <laughs> He looked more yoked than I've ever seen. He looked unbelievable. He's ready for the alien fight. That's yeah. right. 
That's very nice of Brock Lesnar to get ready for the alien fight. The headsets are still up there. What time is uh, 3.45, probably? 3.45, hammer down. 8 o'clock, that's Hockey Talk. Uh, we'll special guest, Nick. Can't wait. We'll be in a comment. Special guest. It is not AJ Hawk because he doesn't know anything about the hockey. Nope. Boom. Uh, Correct. Love we'll to have him on sometime, though, and just absolutely roast him. Yeah. Well, come on, Nick. Oh, dude, you get dummied in there. Oh, <laughs> oh, you muppet. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Oh, what are you going to say? Tiger cheese off at 1034, so the boost closes done, then. Boy. Yeah, tomorrow morning? Yes, tomorrow morning. Yes, we have a boost for Tiger not to bogey or worse on any of the first three holes. Yes. That was minus 150 prehand. It's boosted to plus 100. Get that in before tomorrow morning. And good luck to you if we see you in the FanDuel faceoff. Hell yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> fucked. Ooh. You are fucked. You need to spend hours and hours Getting better at the Grand Slam Championship. That's right. Oh, what a game. What a game. What a game, that Grand Slam. Flam. Grand Slam Championship. Champion. 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 All right, we're out of here. See you guys. Thank you, AJ. Bye.